2024 is here, which means new year, new you. No matter what your resolution may be, make sure you look good while doing it with our brand new line of second wind hats, hoodies, t-shirts, and more over at Shark Robot. Want to lose that belly fat? Wear your fully ramblematic hoodie and laugh at an industry that never learns anything. Tee hee hee. Oh, my sides. Planning to eat healthier? Cook up a meal fit for Dabarella Yeatster and an entire D&D group with your adventure is nigh jumper. Want to read more books? Go to the theater in your backdrop t-shirt. Movies! They're just like books, but better. Want your voice to sound more like Frost's? Well, that's probably not gonna happen, but look over there. It's a cold take hat. Head over to sharkrobot.com slash second dash wind or click on the link in the description to check out all the new merch today. Act fast because some of it is only available for a limited time, just like our fragile lives floating on a rock in a void of nothingness. How peaceful. <laughs> Hello, everyone, and welcome to Second Wind's Firelink Podcast. This is episode number five for Wednesday, January 10th, 2024. My name is Marty Sleva, and as always, I'm joined by my co-host Casey Wosu, Nick Calandra, and of course, producer Eric. Welcome, everyone. We did it. Another Wednesday. We're back. I can't believe it. Two Wednesdays in a row? This economy? (laughs) It's a record for us. Uh, Two Wednesdays into the new year? Oh, my God. Thank you. I don't want to talk about it. That was our resolution. (laughs) I don't want to talk about it. Uh, Thank you guys uh, so much for being here, and welcome to Firelink. Uh, We have a great show for you today. As you can see, our main topic, uh, Jerry Seinfeld voice, what's the deal with exclusives? Um, This is stemming from uh, some some rumors and reports that a couple of uh, relatively high-profile Xbox games might be heading to PlayStation and... uh, Nintendo, and so we sort of wanted to just take a step back and chat about uh, the the concept of exclusives as a whole, what they meant to us uh, growing up, uh, what they meant to us uh, in terms of console purchases, and what they mean to us now, if anything. Um, and then, of course, we have a couple uh, couple good newsies to talk about, some Sakurai news, some entertainment tidbits, and uh, all sorts of stuff we've been playing. So how are you guys doing? Too bad. It's uh, snowy and cold. You know what yeah. that's like. Remember first... We're gonna have our first like negative degrees this weekend. Yeah, same here. Did you know not that really. degrees go below like zero is not you're not done at zero. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we keep going that way. Wow, it's, I, it's so weird living in Kansas City because like there's like a, a gradual shift to winter, like even just north up in Nebraska, but mm-hmm. in Kansas City it's like fall, and then there's no jump to winter. It's just like one day it's like okay, we're gonna dump a foot of snow on you. Now it's cold in winter and fuck off. We- <clears throat> weirdly enough that's how the northeast is we need more like that's just i think that's global warming just rubber band ass weather it wasn't so like that when i was a Easter. kid yeah it wasn't like that when i was a kid now it's just like there used to be a star wipe between seasons and now it's just <laughs> like well you're here um thank you welcome uh everyone in chat uh thank you so much denmark joining the tip jar perfect thing to listen to you on your shift Denmark, we're only a few weeks away from Persona. I'm very excited. And, uh, and, and, uh, we're only four so, days so, away from Persona. Uh, that is true. We're only four days away from Persona's <laughs> week. Ooh, that was good. Well, on Sunday, we're going to be doing our all-day Persona stream part question mark. Do it. 
part parts one of them. uh but yeah thank you so much to denmark to anyone who's in the green gang who supports us over on youtube uh, over on patreon means the world to us uh if you saw nick tweeted out uh, our so many of our videos get uh either demonetized like the master and commander video or uh ad limited like pretty much any video yahtzee is a part of oh, sorry master uh, and commander did not get demonetized master and commander got blocked from existence <laughs> it was like dmca'd uh yeah that devil may cry just, and I, I i disputed it and universal studios was like no we don't believe you it's still it's still blocked I'm like okay they were pretty uh, quick YouTube, about it though i was surprised youtube is not a viable platform which is why we are so proud to have so many of you over on our patreon where you can watch that uh master and commander video because fuck the police um mm, oh, i shouldn't have said that on the street, street. yeah this, stream this, just this, got demonetized <laughs> i'm sorry I'm sorry, policemen. Uh, but thank you to everyone who supports us on Patreon. Uh, you know that $5 tier and above gets you so many great things. Darren Columns, Marty Columns. I wrote a little bit about Pokemon this week. The Pocket Monsters, they're back. That's, that just should have been the title of it. Did you guys know Pocket Ooh. Monsters are back? Uh, and uh, yeah, so thank you everyone so much for the support there. And of course, our current funding goal, Adventures Nigh, Season 4, on location. We're already, we're, we're close to like, we're close to like six-tenths the way through this. I'm getting very excited. And, uh, Yes, uh, Eric has mentioned Super Chats are disabled right now, so we had to switch AdSense accounts from a personal to a business one, so if you want to uh, donate today, it's going to have to go through PayPal again for today. The fuck? Ah. Oh, that oh, this is a super demonetized episode. <laughs> yeah. You know what, or, or just, just nestle in. Save those, save those shekels, and or when it comes back up, throw it all. <laughs> throw it all. It'll be crazy. Um, Double yeah, donor like day. Oh my god. Triple D? Dinos drives and dives? I didn't say that right, did I? <laughs> yeah, I don't know what you said. Just what's <laughs> a diving? That's like a diving board. Uh, I got a couple of news bits we want to talk about. We want to start with the entertainment world. The star-studded, yes, the bright lights of Hollywood CA. Um, they're making a Mandalorian Grogu movie titled "The Mandalorian and Grogu." Hold is on. that really that's the title? The, yeah, that's the actual title. The title. Is "The Mandalorian and Grogu," which is a little play on uh, obviously Lone Wolf and Cub. Uh, How? Because it is thing and thing. They really want you to know what that movie's about. Also, just say the Mandalorian and Baby Yoda because no one cares. Yeah, no one knows what a Grogu is. (laughs) No one knows what a Grogu is. Grogu sounds like when you throw up. That's the sound you make. What he looks like. He's a little gremlin. He looks like a little throw up. Uh, John Favreau. John Favreau directing this movie. Um, John Favreau, obviously, a a huge Hollywood director with uh, Iron Man, uh, Elf, um, The Jungle Book. Aladdin, he's made some. He's made some. He's made some big movies. Uh, this is filming uh, later this year. I imagine will come out next year? Question mark. Disney's getting back into the movie game with Star Wars. With this, with the Daisy Ridley sequel film, with something James Mangold may or may not be working on, something that Dave Filoni may or may not be working on. Um, what's what's our temperature with Star Wars? Are we going to the theaters to see this fucking little baby on a big screen? I am only excited for Ahsoka season two and whatever the acolyte is, maybe skeleton crew, a, a Daisy, a, a, a Ray sequel movie. I'm not excited for at all. I have zero issue with her character. I just like it's more Skywalker again because she is a Skywalker. Now. Yeah, they did make her Skywalker. <clears throat> what if that new movie erases all of that? <laughs> <laughs> she, she goes. She goes back to that that uh, place. She, in the she goes to. She goes now. She goes back to get the Emperor's course and just plays her hand with a puppet with like a. <laughs> they want to do something cool. Fucking destroy Tatooine. <laughs> yeah. I don't want to see a Death Star again, but bring out a Death Star to destroy that place so that we don't go back. <laughs> That'd be wild, actually. Yeah. 
Uh, right yeah, there, like it would mean something. Yeah, but like I was, I was pretty all in on the first Mandalorian season. Um, well, I'm sorry, the first couple of Mandalorian seasons. Yeah, but like by the end of the second one, um, yeah, I, I think I got kind of worn out. Um, and yeah, I kind of took a break from Star Wars in general until recently. Like we'll probably talk more about what we've been watching. But like I finished Ahsoka, and mm. like I got re hyped about Star okay. Wars stuff. Uh, so you liked Ahsoka? I very much liked Ahsoka, like much more Ahsoka. than I thought I would. Let's just talk about Ahsoka now. We don't uh, okay, cool. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> I've I've said this before. Ahsoka is the best Jedi to Jedi. Okay, and that continues to be true in the series. Um, but uh, I'm still upset. Like, there's a lot. Like, Ahsoka's not actually the main character of that series. Like, Sabine Wren is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that, that's just that's just odd to me. Like I, I thought it was great, but like, why did you call it Ahsoka? Like, it's it's yeah. not even a household name for like Star Wars fans, is it? No, maybe so like kids. it just makes like, no I sense. Think maybe to me. kids like who like really went hard on the Clone Wars and like the cartoon. Like maybe Ahsoka is a, a more of a household name to them than the old heads. Uh, I guess, mm. but I, I don't know. Did it, did any former kids line up for Ahsoka? <laughs> I don't I don't know. Yeah, what were the numbers on that? Like, was that like, I know it's getting a second season, but like, was that like a big hit for them? Like, did it do big numbers? I mean, it just doesn't feel like it had a big footprint, right? Right, yeah. It didn't feel like the same, it doesn't feel like any Star Wars people have been talking about it with the same fervor since Mando season two, since Luke popped up. And after that, everyone's like, no. I don't know, it doesn't feel, or Andor, Andor, like, everyone who knows, knows, and Andor's good. I yeah I paid I pay attention like just to stay up with the conversation like the subreddit for Star Wars was all over Ahsoka they loved it yeah. they yeah. absolutely loved it Andor was it like they a lot of there was a much more like split between people that really loved it and people that really didn't love it and then like you know they fanboy over like the moments from mm-hmm. stuff like Obi Wan and Mandalorian but I think like they're pretty mild on those shows in general like Star Wars lore kind of thing. Yeah, I think Ahsoka, Ahsoka, like especially like the last scene of that show, got people really excited because I, you might be surprised at like how many people are actually like really, really deep into the lore of Rebels and all that stuff. Like the hardcore of the hardcore fan base, absolutely adored Ahsoka for the lore stuff. Whether the show was good or not, like you know, some of them were iffy on that, but a lot of them, you know, I think just get sucked so deep into the world of star wars they're willing to forgive some of like the the showiness mis- misgivings or whatever you want to call it mm-hmm. i mean outside of all the actual show stuff um i i fell very much in love with the soundtrack of ahsoka mm-hmm. it was good super good uh, like the that end theme like i i steep i keep playing it like I've I've not stopped listening to it like as I'm like just writing stuff over the course of the the week and stuff since it's finished and like I've been listening to both volumes of that show soundtrack ever since and there's a lot of freaking music in that show. I didn't realize how much music it's like there's over like a hundred something tracks I think across both of them That's it's track. it's kind of wild yeah I've not even finished it yet yeah uh but just just listen to the uh, the Ahsoka end credits at the very least like if you haven't yeah. already just go put that on in the background and like escape your body like let your soul freaking just <laughs> rise disassociate yeah. um yeah it seems like it's gonna be a relatively quiet year for star wars we might get skeleton crew we might get the acolyte uh, neither of those have been dated yet um 
and like Amando season four hasn't been greenlit or anything. A uh, God help help us a book of Boba Fett season two hasn't been greenlit. That's never happened. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, I think it's good that the 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 faucet slowed down a little bit for Star Wars, and hopefully they uh, like Marvel are hopefully rethinking quality over quantity and and sort of actually putting all their you know all their creative juices into a smaller number of things as opposed to trying to just have a show that is constantly airing 24 7 365 mm. um but yeah we'll see more star wars uh, as it comes out i don't know what the next like star wars thing we're getting it maybe jedi fallen order dlc or jedi survivor dlc but we didn't we didn't get fallen order dlc maybe we get a new star wars game there haven't been a lot there's a ton of marvel games in development we know about not a lot of star wars oh outlaws no okay. yeah outlaws is on the oh, way sorry yeah yeah that's yeah, actually that gonna be the big star wars of the year yeah well that got pushed back to the end of the year uh, well, that it just right? got pushed back to year. It just got pushed back to year. It's just this year. We don't know. Could be tomorrow. Could be November. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? There's no way to know. Um, Outlaws looks cool. So there you go. We'll have something else Star Wars to talk about later on the year. I feel like I feel like we'll see skeleton crew before anything else. Skellies. You know who I like, Jude Law. So bring him on. Bring that man here. He's handsome. Yeah, he's, he's I, man. I just yeah. You know, you you mentioned like Disney slowing down on Marvel and Star Wars stuff and. Like Echo, that uh, we I watched that first episode last night. I'm like, what? What is happening? <laughs> it's yeah, just a. Bad. It's literally just a montage bad. of nothing. Yeah, I, of I, like Hawkeye, I just don't. Bad. Yeah, Hawkeye I just don't. Really bad show. <laughs> every like I the trailer. I was really interested in Echo because I'm like, oh, they're doing something different. Finally, they're saying they're saying all the right things. It's gonna be standalone, and it's like the first episode is entirely like, oh, by the way, it's all about Hawkeye. Well, not the show isn't all about Hawkeye, but hey, remember all this Hawkeye stuff that happened in this this series that happened no. two years ago that I nobody know. remembers because nothing happened in that show either. If you have to constantly remind us thing. Maybe a shared universe is a, is a mistake. If we shouldn't do it, you know, for somehow it's taken them how many years to like finally figure they're not even they're still haven't figured it out that it doesn't. Work. They're gonna keep losing money on all these movies now. I, the superhero era is, is dried up. I think. I think it's finally dried up. I don't think. I don't think it's the superheroes though, because like every every now and then one of them will come out and be like, "Oh, that one was a good one," but it's it's like they're yeah, they're maybe running out of ideas to like to make the superheroes pop. Despite well, yeah, Spider Verse one. Adam Webb's coming Spider- soon. <laughs> I, I feel that's gonna be trash. Did you <laughs> see no that her costume leaked on a <laughs> Japanese ocean spray bottle? Yeah. I have zero, zero, uh, <laughs> I have zero faith in Sony Pictures to develop anything good that's Venom trash. That, They've got to be doing which, it on purpose, right? Craven's point, Craven Craven's looks, <laughs> Mobius was bad. Craven doesn't Morbius, look great. his name was Morbius. <laughs> Morbius is a different guy. You can't guy. discount that R. <laughs> no more no uh, more yeah. no more mobius <laughs> mo mobius mo problems uh yeah it's uh it's 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 bad they'll be fine they'll be fine or they'll just do something new it'll be video game adaptations that we have to talk about for the next 10 years and then those will be dumb and they'll just bring back westerns or something i don't know it'll be fine <laughs> taylor <laughs> sheridan has all the westerns under his belt <laughs> yes. that's, true. Param- that's true paramount plus has every western you could possibly ask for right now it's great yeah and they're all, and they're all actually a bunch of cocaine and writes them all himself i'm watching man watching yellowstone right now uh and he just released uh uh that new new western based on i tweeted lawman bass reeves lawman bass reeves and it looks really good i think that's awesome trailers for that featured in uh, hbo's the watchman what a show uh 
you guys want to talk about a show that was good and that we're getting uh, we're getting a new season of? Last of Us. It was the Last of Us. You did seem like you didn't want to talk about it at all. <laughs> you didn't like my transition <laughs> at all. Uh, the Last of Us season two is going into production this year. Will not probably release until next year. However, uh, we know who our Abby will be, and it's going to be uh, Caitlin Deaver, who is an incredible actor. Uh, we talked about uh, No One Will Save You earlier last year. That's the uh, it was the sci-fi alien invasion movie on Hulu that uh, I really enjoyed. Uh, she was in a couple seasons of Justified, one of the leads in Booksmart and Short Term Twelve. Uh, great actor. Funny enough, she auditioned apparently for Ellie, but she was a little too old because she's like in her late twenties. Um, mm. So she looks, she is more like built like an Ellie as of this moment than an Abby. Which, uh, if you've played The Last of Us Part Two, Abby is, is a much more intimidating figure. Well, you can get in shape, do some push-ups and stuff. I don't know, or don't have to be that in shape. It doesn't matter. <laughs> you do whatever you want. Or, or, or maybe they did that so people wouldn't attack her. <laughs> People are still going to attack her, so spoilers. I, I People are still going to be terrible to her. This, this yeah. is still America and the internet. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. This is still America and the internet. <laughs> uh, the worst, too. <clears throat> yeah. uh, how how were both you guys take on The Last of Us 2's game story? Do, do you think that'll adapt as readily as the first season? I think it's going to be first better as a TV it'll show than it was a game harder. story. It'll be way harder to adapt in my mind. I think it's um, gonna be. I think it's gonna be more linear than what they're gonna, they did for the game. Yeah, you'll have to do a lot. You'll have to do a lot more bouncing around, which is fine because that's how TV works. You can just cut to different characters and show what they're doing. Um, however, a lot of the powerful reveals hinged on you experiencing something from one character's point of view and then experiencing it from another character's point of view. So. I don't know. My they've been very Neil Druckmann and Craig Mazin have been very um, open about the fact that it's probably not good, just going to be one season. It is the game is like twice as long as the first game. Sure. So um, this is probably going to be a two seasoner. Um, so I'm um, you know I'm curious where they kind of uh, where they Bill and Frank it up. Uh, yeah, that's like exactly what I was like, thinking. Coloring like they, outside the lines like they, and being able to yeah yeah. Did you guys see that like... Frank it up commercial? Frank How often it up. you guys watch TV? There's a Frank's no. Red Hot commercial. I watch commercials. <laughs> and the whole thing, I only was watching it while I was watching the X-Files. In that channel I was watching the X-Files on, which I watched the X-Files on this like weird, like it was like Fox 0.5 or something. <laughs> it was like 47.5. And so they just had the worst commercials. It was like mesothelioma or Frank it up. And it was a Frank's Red Hot sauce commercial where everyone just kept saying, you gotta Frank it up. And there's like a dude Franking up his hot dog and like a couple, an old couple is like, you gotta Frank it up. And some, yes, that's a downgrade. I remember when Frank's Red Hot had an old lady saying, I put that shit on everything. (laughs) Get that lady back. Frank's Red Hot. Yes, I love those. I haven't watched like, I haven't watched like TV advertisements in years. And with, I have like the the ad version of Peacock to watch Yellowstone. Yeah, and, and ads have gotten real bad over the years. Ads have gotten bad. Yeah, I only watch. They know I nobody's watching during football games, and I see ads during uh, my X Files. There's there's this one for like this this woman's perfume that has to be AI generated because it's just too weird that like there's nobody would have nobody would have acted like the people don't look right. Like their movements don't look right. It's just fucking weird. And I'm like, this had AI made this 100. <laughs> percent Like, have you like watched perfume ads or paid attention to them at any regular clip? Because they've always been like weird and out there. <laughs> like perfume it's ads are like, the they're like most art films. Where like, yeah, they're stuff. so it's, nonsensical. This, this one doesn't even like an art film. It's it's like a <laughs> it's like all in a white background and these people just dancing around a carousel and it makes zero sense. I have no idea what's happening. 
I love it. <laughs> There's one where Adam Driver races a horse on a beach shirtless. <laughs> he is on the horse or he's running? No, he's racing the horse. The horse. Like Nine times out of ten, that horse wins. Nine times out of ten. He's keeping up. <laughs> we might have a new Tom Cruise in our hands. He's the way that man was horse-like. Running. He is horse-like. Like he, if you would have told me he's the second to last picture on an anamorph of a horse, I'd believe you. <laughs> <laughs> The next, so the next, the next Hercules movie needs to make him a Minotaur. <laughs> you know, he's got like a big, not a, he's got not like a, not a Minotaur. A, uh, what's the other? What's the the one with the horse? Any of us? Centaur. Uh, it could be any of us. Centaur. 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 Yeah. 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 <laughs> um. So we think Caitlin Deaver's gonna be this happy. Yeah, I, I have no like. I really have. I've not seen any of the stuff she's in. Like it's my first time hearing her name, uh, and I've not played. The Last of Us Two yet, so I really don't have <laughs> any watch. You know, going into this. I, I'm not legally allowed to give anyone listening homework. Watch No One Will Save You on Hulu. It is a little alien invasion movie. It is like 90 minutes. It is pretty much a water. She's like the only. She is the. She's on every frame of the movie, uh, and she's great. I think she's gonna. Okay, be great I'll take your word for it. I mean party. the. Yeah. yeah, I feel like casting for The Last of Us Season One was pretty much. Perfect. So I'm yeah. not worried about it. It was really good. So um yeah, I think it's gonna be I think it's gonna be good. So um Did you yeah, did run. you guys see that uh, little video of Neil Druckmann at the Golden Globes? Was that out of context? Of, I, don't that, like, I don't know. I don't know. But it seemed yeah. really <laughs> really strange. I don't know what yeah. I don't know when he started getting all this hate, but there's a hate yeah. mob for Neil Druckmann on the internet. Yeah. No, that's oh, a, it's a rabbit hole we don't have to go down. <laughs> yeah. We don't have to go down that rabbit hole. Uh, and Jewel Rao, uh, you cannot send a super chat right now. We had to we had to change some things in the back end with with AdSense. It's it doesn't matter. Uh, that should be fixed soon. Yeah, the next day or so. Next day or so, Jewel. So just put those put those in a in a in a low stress savings account, and then <laughs> withdraw them in a day or two, and see if we've gotten any, got any extras <laughs> on it. See much, see much interest you gain in a day. Yeah, put that interest in Yeah, there. you keep the interest, and then give us what the money you were going to give us. So every win-win. No, we want the interest, win-win. too. What are you doing? That is absolutely win-win. <laughs> no, no, no. You scratch my back, I scratch your back. Uh, speaking of back scratching, Sakurai's leaving his YouTube channel in 2024. There, that doesn't that wasn't speaking of backtrack. It's back scratching, but... <laughs> Yeah, is he scratching our back by giving us more traffic by him leaving? <laughs> uh, yeah, there you go. Uh, so his channel was really good. His channel was really good. Sakurai, the uh, director of um, Kid Icarus Uprising, <laughs> and also I guess the Smash Bros. games. <laughs> all, all the Kirby's. <laughs> all the Kirby's. Yeah, the creator of Kirby. I think it's his little, is his little pink baby. His baby. Um, yeah, is uh, so he started a YouTube channel a few years ago, and uh, is uh, and it was a game development YouTube channel that was actually like really cool because. Um, hearing game development sort of quick tips and lectures and like breakdowns from someone who's made some of the literal biggest games of all time, one of the 20 best selling games of all time, is fascinating. Uh, his, his channel's excellent and he's uh, closing up shop this year. Casey, why do you think that is? Uh, there have been rumors swirling around for a while. Sakurai himself was caught slipping, saying stuff like, oh, I can't imagine Nintendo. Uh, making another Smash Bros without his involvement, and how he's definitely not done developing games yet, and like just just hinting here and there that he's kind of not retired. Which you know, mm. you start a YouTube channel that does kind of seem like what you do after mm. you finish your first job. Yeah, <laughs> but with him closing up shop with a potential uh, Nintendo Switch Two around the corner, 
all signs kind of point to him getting back to work on whatever the next match is going to be, whether it's like a update of Ultimate or an entirely new game. We don't know, but I would put some serious money down on Sakurai getting back in the saddle. Yeah, it's been over five years since the uh, since the release of Smash Ultimate. Um, it is, as of this moment, the third best-selling Switch game of all time behind uh, Animal Crossing and Mario Kart 8. It is one of the 20 best-selling games of all time. Uh, we'll get into exclusives later. It has outsold every, think of any, PlayStation exclusive. It's outsold them all. <laughs> so, like, when you think of how big this game is, it is... It, it's it's bigger than The Last of Us. It's bigger than Uncharted. It's bigger than Spider-Man. Not Spider-Man the man, but like Spider-Man the game. It is... Uh, like one Illumination of big... pitched Nintendo on a Smash Bros. movie. Like, they're trying, to, be great. they're trying to get that done. Do you think Ryan Reynolds' Pikachu is going to be in it? <laughs> I hope so. Do you think, yeah, that wouldn't uh, be bad. That would not ben, be bad. And Schwartz is Sonic? That could be bad. Who says no? Uh, Oscar Isaac Sega. Snake? Who says no? <laughs> Konami. Think about it. Think about it. <laughs> Seth, Seth Rogen's talking, dog? Mm. <laughs> Are we Who saying no now? Are Who we getting those no? nose ready? <laughs> Who says no? Raul Gulia's M. Bison? Who says no? Uh, but yeah, I agree with you, Casey. I think uh, I, I, I think he's he's getting back in the saddle, and I'm sure with the new console launching, they're like, we need to do, you... let's do, let's do another, let's just, let's roll it back. It's You want a championship, just bring the team back. And so, just fucking do it again. And yeah, like, the problem is Ultimate does feel like a, like a, you've said your piece. <laughs> you like know, it's called like, Ultimate. Like, <laughs> everyone is here. To be the end. <laughs> like, everyone is literally here. Um, so, uh, like, you can really yeah, only go two routes. Like, need, either, like, super back a... to basics or just V2, Championship yeah. Edition. Turbo. They need to make a Super Smash Bros. in the style of Gang Beasts. No one needs to do that. Yes. <laughs> that's 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 a, that's so it'll idea. be fun for an hour? <laughs> it's, no, it's more fun than an hour. It's fun for at least two hours. I feel like by the back 30 minutes of a, of a game night, I'm like, we need, we need a game that does stuff. Because <laughs> you get tired of being drowned? <laughs> yeah, I don't want to be drowned. I mean, anyone drowned would. Yeah, see? Only okay Perfectly if Marty drowns people. <laughs> Perfectly reasonable. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm going to be curious to see... Um, this is all sort of part of the larger conversation of like, what's the deal with Nintendo? <laughs> and like, we're, uh, so the, the last news bit to talk about is, uh, it seems like all the first parties are going to be, um, holding events in the coming days, weeks, month or so. Uh, we know Xbox has a developer direct, uh, next Thursday, the 18th which is actually really exciting because um, so this is the same event that they held last year around the same time where we got the shadow drop for Hi-Fi Rush, which was amazing because mm. the game was into existence and came out and it was great. Uh, this Direct, uh, they've said they're going to show Avowed, the uh, new sort of uh, big fantasy game from uh, Obsidian. They're going to show Hellblade 2 and probably get a release date, I would guess. Uh, and the Finally. big surprise was they're going to show Indiana Jones. Uh, Machine Games' The Wolfenstein Developers' uh, Indiana Jones, and some scuttlebutt was saying that this game is earlier than we think, and that this is a 2024 game, which I don't think a lot of us thought that, because all we've seen from it was a whip. And I thought, yeah. like, you gotta make more than a whip to make this game, right? I, I mean, it was announced forever ago, so I'm like, maybe they'd just yeah. been hard at work and got it carte like launched. very early column I wrote at The Escapist, yeah. Um, so, uh, I, like, Nick, what's your temperature on this? Are you excited for this event? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I really want to see Hellblade release date. Um, you know, like I said last week, I'm really curious about that game now. 
there's that rumor of that shadow drop game from Double Fine, which seems more likely now, just considering that rumor popped up a week ago. So it seems like something's something's out there in the wild. Yeah, and the way um, the last year's thing was, they announced, they showed, they said these are the four games we're going to talk about, and Hi-Fi Rush was the secret shadow drop. So they've announced yeah. the four games they're going to talk about, and maybe there's a secret shadow drop. Yep. Um, but I am, yeah, really surprised we're seeing Indiana Jones. I, I don't know if, I have no idea what that game is going to be. I can assume it's going to be, I mean, I'm really curious if they go like the third person action route and this is like Xbox's surprise take on, you know, a Naughty Dog type game with Indiana Jones. That seems obviously the perfect fit right? Uh, yeah. for a direct competitor to something like Uncharted, whatever that looks like. Maybe it's first person. I, I can't really picture an Indiana Jones in first person with the amount of traversal movement stuff. I'm only um, allowing it to be first person if the entire top third of the screen is your hat's brim. <laughs> <laughs> Otherwise, I don't I don't want to play it. Um, uh, and then yeah, I'm you know avowed. I think the one thing that I've liked I've I've liked from Xbox is like when they get a lot of feedback in the show about like how a game looks or anything like that. They do seem to like take that to heart and go back and polish. Uh-huh. And so I'm like avowed did get kind of roasted for its visuals. Uh, when it was first revealed, so I'm curious to see like if they've stepped it up quite a bit from there, what that's going to look like. They put more budget behind it, whatever whatever avowed ends up being. Mm-hmm. Um, but I am I am actually like, you know, um, temperature check on avowed is a bit iffy just because I'm not huge on Obsidian's like gameplay. I really love their writing and story, but I don't feel like their gameplay has ever been super great. Uh, Grounded actually does feel quite good to play, surprisingly, if you haven't played that yet, at least from a melee combat perspective. And that seems like Grounded was a way for them to really work on that part of their studio. And to clarify, since I think Avowed was two years ago, maybe, when they showed it off, uh, that is Obsidian, so the developer behind the Outer Wild, or Outer Worlds, Jesus Christ, how am I still doing this in 2024? <laughs> uh, it is their, um, th- I think is going to be what the Outer Worlds is to Fallout. This game is going to be to Skyrim, so don't think of it as a massive, sprawling Bethesda game, but it's going to be more of sort of a smaller, focused RPG like The Outer Worlds is, which <laughs> had a lot of fans. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, people, people in general, they get like Outer Worlds wasn't loved, but I think it was universally liked. Yeah, I think that's safe to say. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah, and then Hellblade obviously has, has been a, a big one that we're either sold on or anxious to be sold on. Uh, yeah, I want that game to be good. They, yeah. they have not convinced me of what it is. Just yet. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, to Ninja Theory's credit, aside from their multiplayer game, well, you've pretty much liked every game they've put out. So I even like the multiplayer one. (laughs) (laughs) Bleeding Edge Edge was a good game. It just didn't have legs. Yeah. Yeah. That's because they got cut off by swords. Was that what that game was? Probably. Yeah. (laughs) Smack people with guitars. Yeah. What? Really? I didn't play Bleeding Edge. There was a guy. You can tell me anything. There was was like a death metal y guy. You could tell me anything about that game, and I'd believe you. Mm. There was a guy anything. named Martin Sleva. And- in- I need to call someone. <laughs> call someone. Uh, but alongside this, which uh, this is going to be next Thursday at uh, 2 p.m. Central, uh, we're going to be doing a live watch along to it. So tune in then. Uh, but then there's some Scuttlebutt 2 that there might be a Sony state of play coming up, which makes sense because uh, outside of like a lot of third party partnerships, we don't know what's going on with Sony other than things that criminals have told us. <laughs> um, you know, we know they have uh, obviously like Final Fantasy VII uh, uh, Rebirth coming, but that mm-hmm. is again a partnership game. So it would be, I think it would 
probably be good of them to because there's just been some bad news recently of like yeah, we got hacked and we're canceling this last of us game and uh, our our president that no one likes is leaving and uh you know have some have some get some big w's in there at ces they showed off some footage of uh of the gravity rush movie that apparently exists the footage right, was very yeah. bad but i was like well gravity rush exists that's nice they remember <laughs> that existed they showed some patapon something that was nice i don't know what it is but Patapon's back. Those little freaks. Those little freaks are coming back. Um, and then alongside that, getting to where my transition was earlier, that didn't actually work. Uh, it is a Nintendo has held an annual uh, big direct in February every year for the last several years. And so it is assumed uh, Nintendo will be having another one of those in the coming weeks in February. And this seems like the one with the console. Don't you say it. Right? All right, you ruined it. It's not, they're not announcing like it. The just because you just because you said it, they're not going to do it now. It's fine if they I mean, just they show gotta me more of that slump. Princess Peach, right? Princess Peach is sneakies, and and <laughs> fucking Luigi goes back to the ghost house. I'm fine if it's just a bunch of that. Like, yeah, they can't go. Like, what are they telling us about if it's not a new console? Because the games that they already announced are very like bottom of the barrel. Like this time next year, no one's gonna be thinking about anything on this list of releases. They are definitely games that have been finished for like two years, and they've been like. <laughs> Listen, save these for a rainy day. And they're like, oh, shit. Like, Zelda came out. The new Mario game came out. It's raining. We gotta gotta give you some games. This will be it. Super Nintendo Switch launching with Super Smash Brothers, Super Ultimate. Super. (laughs) Double. Throw more Supers in it. I'll just take a a Pokemon Violet that has a good frame rate and not pop in in the next five feet in front of me. uh, Those games are way too low. Those game freaks, they just need to make a Pokemon concierge game. That's what they need to do. They need to make a game where I'm just working at that resort and trying to fix people's problems. Let me be a Pokemon therapist. Pokemon um, White Lotus. Oh my God. Could you imagine? <laughs> just the worst white people coming to the Pokemon resort. Uh, that would be great. Um, so yeah, let's, let's, let's get to our main topic. It feels like the fact that all three of those developers, uh, first-party publishers, are, are going to have probably events soon uh, leads well into our topic of exclusives. Uh, this sort of stemmed from uh, a report that has come out that has not been ver- verified, and I don't know if this would be at an Xbox thing or if this would be at a <laughs> Sony or a Nintendo thing. This seems like something that might be during a Direct, but a uh, report says that... Um, some beloved first-party Xbox games, that was me trying to put the parentheses around the S because I don't know if that exists, uh, <laughs> will be becoming third-party, uh, coming to PlayStation and Switch. And uh, immediately a lot of people's first thought was Hi-Fi Rush, which seems like the kind of game that would fit on Switch and with like a more Japanese-leading audience of the, the PS5. Uh, and isn't like a giant, like it's not Starfield kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then some other reports said uh, Sea of Thieves, which I think makes perfect sense. Uh, Nick, you had a thread about this because it is a live service game and because live service games make sense to have the largest number of players uh, humanly possible, which is why multiplayer COD will probably never become exclusive to Xbox because that would be very foolish of them. Yeah. Uh, but the yeah, news of that... Really yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, but the news of that got folks, uh, some some folks who are very online, some of them were very mad at the idea that how could you do this to me, Judas Iscariot? You took you took my Hi-Fi Rush and my Sea of Thieves and you're giving them to the enemy. How could you? Uh, and this just reminded me that like the console wars exist in 2024 
and it seems really weird to me, but I kind of want to talk about what you guys think about exclusives in general. And and let's start at the beginning. Were, did you did you have, did you guys ever really care about exclusives as kids? Absolutely. I mean, yes. I yeah, as a kid, yeah. I in the sense that like for me to play with my friends, I had to get an Xbox to play Halo. Right. Mm-hmm. Like that's that's I just went where the games were like I I kept my Xbox and I bought a ton of games for it. And then when my friends all moved to PlayStation, I'm like, OK, I'm selling my Xbox and all the games and I'm moving to PlayStation. Like I've never had a loyalty to a platform. I just go where I want the games are that I want to play. <laughs> and so it, it, I'm never excited about like an Uncharted because it's exclusive. I'm excited because it looks good. It's Uncharted and I want to play that. Right. It's like. And I know like not everybody has, you know, well, even as a kid, I didn't have I didn't have the luxury of owning all the consoles at once. I didn't get that until I was an adult and started covering games and getting paid to do it. So like mm-hmm. if I wanted one on PlayStation, I had to sell my entire Xbox and all the games to go get the PlayStation. That was that was the option I had. Um, yeah. And that's that's the real uh, fuel behind like console war energy. And I think that that holds true to this day, that it really is like a matter of finances, like folks make a decision. Or someone makes the decision for them, like a parent, a guardian, what, whatnot, and they need to justify that purchase. So, like, the thing I have was the right choice, and the thing you bought is the wrong choice. It's like religion, really. <laughs> like, my heaven is real. Effect, you're all going to hell. Compare video game consoles to religion is so. <laughs> no, I'm just, I'm just trying to get you into the mindset. I know, I know. Yeah, when I was I'm in the arguing mindset, about them is about the same. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. when I because when I was a kid, like, like I fell in love with video games hard. But my like the my exposure to them was through the lens of Nintendo. So like I was playing Mario, I was playing like those Disney games like Aladdin and whatnot. I was playing Mega Man and like they're not all you know Nintendo games, but I associate all of that with just Nintendo. Mm-hmm. So when I would go to a friend's house or a cousin's house and they had like Vector Man or uh, Sonic the Hedgehog, which I notoriously hated from a very young age, I was like, "This is trash. You need to get up on this wave over here with me." So like like I felt very passionately about the difference between those two consoles, but like I was I was ignorant. I don't know the breadth of like Sega's history there. There was definitely like gems back on the Genesis and the Saturn and blah blah blah. But I didn't learn that till much later. And some folks just never learned that. So like they they continue to just fight for their side because that's all they know. Yeah, and uh, yeah, I mean, I was I never I can I can safely say I never cared about the hardware or the. Um, the companies uh, themselves. I was never like, man, you know what? Sony, yeah, you really got it going on. Nintendo, no, you're you're slacking. Like those kinds of things. I never evangelized the human, like the, the rich people at the at the you know the six figure C suite folks who the only uh, company I ever fanboyed over was on live. That was on live. That was different. On yeah. live, flew too close <laughs> to the sun. Sweet little Icarus. Uh, but strange. I do I'm remember <laughs> as a Nintendo kid growing up and getting having a Super Nintendo and an N64 and being like, this is the best, this is great. And then all of a sudden, a PS uh, PlayStation came out. And I was like, well, I got an N64, that's fine. I, got, I, have, I have Banjo-Kazooie, it's fine. And then I saw uh, Final Fantasy VII and Metal Gear Solid and Resident Evil and Castlevania, Symphony of the Night, and I was like... Yeah, the, the PS2 era was a blow what to is, the psyche for like what, what a, a Nintendo kid. What do y'all got going on over there? And then I got that, and I was like, "Ooh, this is good." Like, I still like Nintendo. Nintendo's still fine. Sure, like, yeah. What's what's that, going like, on over here? That's the moment where you learn. Like, once you 
branch off of the old console into the new one, you realize like there's good on both sides, right? Like yeah, if you're ever stuck in yeah. that mindset. And there's but, like, never been say, a bad console. There's never been a con- well, I mean, there has. There's like the Jaguar and the Lynx. The Ooyah, and the Wii. Like the Ooyah, <laughs> but like, no, even the Wii had Galaxy 1 and 2. The, the, the uh, Wii even the was Wii U, The Wii U had 3D console. World. Like even the worst console mm. had a couple bangers. Um, sure. I'll give you that. Yeah. Uh, and then, yeah, it was the same way I brought, I bought an original Xbox a few years into it when uh, Knights of the Republic came out. Halo didn't do it for me. I wasn't like, I don't have to be here day one for Halo. Mm-hmm. And I saw Knights of the Old Republic and I was like, ooh, I gotta see what those guys are going on. Like, well, you know what sold, sold me on the original Xbox? Uh, <laughs> freaking Advent Rising. <laughs> that game was pitched as like a this epic trilogy and the first game was like this amazing and like I loved it. I was all in for Advent Rising and then that whole studio shuttered and we just never got any more. <laughs> yeah, comes back the next one. I think the I only would. Time, I love that game. I think the only time I ever like I'm not even gonna call it fanboyed over a console, but like very much preferred one over the other was the 360 UI versus the PS3 UI because the PS3 UI was oh, all yeah. garbage. Yeah, Liking a UI also really yeah. quick. Tommy Tallarico did the score for uh, Advent Rising, so H Bomber guy coming for you now. <laughs> Watch out! Or did he do the score for it? Will we'll never know. Um, I do agree. I there's UIs. I prefer. I I vastly prefer the uh, current Xbox UI to uh, the PS5 UI. Can Xbox be better? Yes, because I still think just everything's ugly compared to Blades. I just want Blades to come back. <laughs> but uh, yeah, like I use my I use my Xbox for uh, third party games. I use it for media. Like I go on YouTube on my Xbox and I stream movies on my Xbox and stuff. Um, and then I turn my PlayStation on when I want to play the, the the PlayStation exclusive games like like Final Fantasy VII that I can't play and Spider Man and God of War that I can't play on uh, Xbox true like Um, i I will say i like even today i do appreciate a version of console wars like not the one where like fanboys are arguing back and forth about what's better but just the idea that the companies are trying to one-up each other like i like that spirit of competition with within the gaming industry like that stuff is very entertaining to me as like a fan of games and the companies and how they're made and whatnot so like when i when I hear console wars, that's usually what I'm talking about, the companies and not the people who are paying the companies, if that makes any sense. Yeah, no, that checks out. Um, so, well, at least with so this this whole thing stems from, yeah, people being mad that Hi-Fi Rush and Sea of Thieves might be going multi-platform. And it's just uh, I don't I, I and I tweeted about it right before the show. I think the era of forever exclusives is <clears throat> mostly dead aside from single party Nintendo. or i mean a Nintendo. single player well single player like first party major exclusive system seller exclusives i think is about it anymore i think like stuff like indiana jones is going to be stuck on xbox i think you know obviously starfield's not going anywhere else um between pc and xbox but i also think like I just don't think Xbox cares about that kind of exclusivity in terms of like keeping it their game locked. Them. Yeah. Yeah. It just hasn't helped them keep their, like all they care about is getting as many game pass subscribers as they want. Like they Xbox is just a mechanism to deliver game pass these days because you play it on your phone, you can play it on the cloud, you can play it on the PC, you can play it on the Xbox. Hell, you'll, you can 
browser play it on your PlayStation if you really want to. Like, (laughs) (laughs) I mean, there's so many different ways, you know, handheld. You can, you know, some of these Windows machines now you can play Game Pass on on handheld devices. Um, So I just, I just. Like, in a way, Xbox releasing some of their exclusives on other platforms that are refusing to, you know, add access to Game Pass is kind of an advertisement for it. Because it's like, hey, you could pay $60 for this Xbox exclusive, this once Xbox exclusive over on the Switch or the PlayStation, or you just sign up for a dollar or $5 a month to play it on an Xbox platform. And like, yeah. they kind of win either way. And, uh, you know, Chris S. and Chess is losing Xbox on the consoles. Console wars would be a disaster for the consumer. That's the thing. I don't think, like, I think you're thinking about it wrong at this point is we've talked about this before excuse me, back on breakout where these are ecosystems. now. they're not console wars anymore. It's ecosystem. You're either in, it's like Apple or, or Android. You're either in the Xbox ecosystem, you're in the PlayStation ecosystem, or you're in the Nintendo ecosystem. Nintendo is, is so far on behind Sony and PlayStation and getting their games anywhere else because the switch sells hundreds of millions of units. Like there's no, could they bring their stuff to PC? I guess, but they really want people on just on their switch. <laughs> so, so yeah, I mean, for Nintendo right now, the the, the question would be why. Yeah, like, well, yeah. I, I, but even I, they they've dabbled in mobile, and that yeah, that yeah. counts as a you know another platform for them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, I don't know. Like, I, Splatoon should be multi-platform. I think every I think every multiplayer game should be multi-platform. It just makes sense these days, especially with Sony them being free to play. The only way these games stay afloat is a huge player base sending you in microtransactions constantly. So why the hell wouldn't Sea of Thieves go to Switch and to PlayStation and to PC and to Xbox and to mobile phone? It has you think like, my dog t- will transfer over to Switch? Oh my God, will, will my dog yeah. be on Switch? <laughs> but like even Sony, uh, I was saying on Twitter, uh, which I call it, uh, what's the game coming out soon from them? Uh, Helldivers 2. I don't see that doing super well on PlayStation. I just don't. I don't think it's going to sell more than 2 million copies, if that. I don't even think it's going to sell 1.5 million copies, to be honest with you. Like, and we talked mm. last week where I think, I think that, I think at the last minute, depending on how pre-orders are for that game, they're going to add it to PS Plus as a launch title, last minute. I think, and I do think, like, that is a game that should go to Game Pass. Uh, and it's not, like, I think a lot of people forget, like, MLB The Show went to Game Pass, so Sony has released PlayStation-exclusive games on Game Pass already. You know, but that didn't feel that one didn't feel like a Sony decision, though. Like that one was kind of like an MLB mandate. Big baseball made the decision. <laughs> yeah, they was like, hey, if you want us to keep giving you this license, put this yeah. on more platforms so we can make more yeah, money. Yeah, so it showed up at. Uh, it's at, it's possible, uh, but like, what do you what do you do with a game like Hell Divers, where it's probably a games as a service game, and if it doesn't do well, what do you do with that studio at that point? Do you transition them to single player games that they haven't made before? Or, or do you give the give the game out to more people to keep it alive? No, it's a really good question. Like it, this is kind of because Sony has notoriously, since they've become the dominant market leader, been the most resistant to any sort of cooperation in this fashion. And like with them announcing eleven or so live service games and kind of coming to the fast realization that that might have been a bad idea, they they're either going to have to be like, all right, well, scrap all of this. Or send it out, or scrap all this and send it out to die, or basically give up, like forget yeah, that mandate, I mean, I, and then, like you said, 
go over to the dark side and send their stuff to the to game pass oh. yeah fair fair games and uh uh on tour there's no reason for those to be limited to a sony platform if you can get the microtransactions and get them out to the wider audience then yeah i guess called, sony uh, gets more money from that fair game money sign actually was how they called it fair game money sign <laughs> yeah fair game, yeah watch underscore yeah. dogs but yeah, I mean, like, see, see if, see if these makes perfect sense to go multi-platform. Is there's no reason not to, and you know, I, I, even I don't even know, like, with Disney behind like these Star Wars games and the Marvel games and the Indiana, Indiana Jones, like, if I recall, like the the publishers are having to pay Disney a shit ton of money to get that license for that exclusivity. Yeah. So, like, if you have to pay a hundred million dollars just to get the exclusivity for Star Wars Outlaws, you better be releasing that on a multi-platform or Wolverine. You know, Sony can afford that punch, I guess. If if Spider Man's selling, you know, thirty million copies, I don't know what Wolverine's gonna do compared to Spider Spider Man, but because it's already it's already a smaller audience because you're it's an M rated game. Is Wolverine a bigger superhero than Spider Man? No. 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 Not even close, yeah. I feel like. Like Wolverine yeah. is pretty popular, but Spider Man is he's yeah. a kids love Spider Man. Yeah. Yeah. I think I don't know if yeah, there's so many Spider Man's on Halloween. <laughs> yeah, there's no Wolverine. How many, how many no Wolverines do you see? Like, fat, none. Fat Stokey and plastic. <laughs> Some kid with a freaking uh, white beater on. <laughs> <laughs> like, what the fuck are you kidding? <laughs> yeah, um, I, I just yeah, I just don't I don't know what the next ten years of exclusive really look like. I don't like they don't already don't really exist when you can get when you can wait a year and get most PlayStation exclusives on PC now. Like Nintendo yeah. is Nintendo is the last dinosaur in that race. Mm. <laughs> we won't release our games anywhere else. And if you try to emulate them, we'll come shoot you in your house. So we'll send you to the concentration camp. Were there ever games where you were that kid? Uh, staring into the window and being like, someday you'll be mine. Like that, we're on another console that you didn't have. Like, what was the longest you've I, ever been like, I want to play that, I want to play that, and then years later you finally got the console and got to play it. We actually, we actually had this discussion on uh the last hidden something stream <laughs> where I was I basically like the, the, the <laughs> it's either the hidden gem or hidden heart. Yeah. It's hidden something. I don't know. It's uh the commercial for Kingdom Hearts. A hundred percent sold me on like I need to play this game. I need to get that console, and I just it just never happened for me. And yeah. long story short, I think that was a good thing. <laughs> I think I lucked out, but not Casey <laughs> to the kingdom. Get Casey to the kingdom. I might have been was a it because of the Utada Hukari song? Yeah, it was that. It was like all the Disney imagery and stuff. Like I was not a Final Fantasy kid, but like I, you know, I, I knew it was a big franchise. But I was like, hey, this is a new thing. I don't have to start at seven or eight. I want to get in on the ground floor of this. Yeah. Like this can be my thing. And um, I'm, I'm so glad that that never happened. <laughs> also, because if you got in the ground floor, it turned out it was the God ground floor of the Minotaur's Labyrinth. <laughs> like, I thought this was a building that just goes up every once in a while. But no, I got to find my way around this spaghetti ball. Nick, did you ever have yeah. one? Uh, yeah, it was it was uh, E3 2008 when they showed off Uncharted 2 for the first time. And I was immediately like, I'm going to, I'm all right, mom, I'll be back. I'm going to go have somebody drive me to GameStop, get rid of my Xbox. That was and I the, need that uh, game in my hands right now. That and Killzone 2. <laughs> the PS3 was the last console I did not buy at launch. Uh, I didn't buy it until Metagross 4. And I was like, Koji mm -hmm. boy, you're back. I got, 
I got to go out to, to Best Buy for you. Um, and then I got my PS3, and that day I got Metal Gear Solid 4, which I had never played a Metal Gear Solid game before. But then I got my favorite one to game. start on. <laughs> I, I got I got that, and then a much much better game called Pain. <laughs> Nick in this Pain game. <laughs> Nick is yeah. You were the Pain. That was Metal yes. Gear character, Nick. <laughs> pain is so good. Everybody, everybody, so yeah, who's played Pain, they know Pain. No one, <laughs> no one talks about Pain. It is crazy. It is crazy it's, how much you talk about Pain. It's so good. What? Someone's gonna fucking. Push I mean, that. I, you could shoot a guy at a giant. You could shoot a guy at a giant bowling ball. That's great. That sounds good. Why don't you stream it then, you coward? Yeah. Sorry, I called you a coward. I, so I gotta, emu- I gotta emulate it, and I don't own it. Buy it. You, you should have just yeah. lied, and then you could emulate it, and it would have been legal. I do own it. <laughs> buy it, it's and le- then play it. What do you? What, if you you own it, just play it. It's not a physical copy available. It's only digital. Oh, really? Yeah, you can still download PS3 stuff on PS3. I just downloaded. I, I downloaded this exact game PS3. is probably just. I on do the, own a PS3. This exact game is probably just on the Apple App Store. Like I'm sure. No, it's not. It's <laughs> like, it has the PlayStation. Angry. It's Angry a reason Birds. I hate exclusives. Angry Birds Pain. Yeah, it's just a it's just a reskin version. Yeah, nobody's even uh, spelling pain. That is me. pain right now. Pain hey, is. Uh, look at there's a thing called mind. It's the toss. monkey. Spank <laughs> the monkey. <laughs> yeah. It sounds like a toddler right now. <laughs> I can't believe you. you might be the only human to buy this in Metal Gear Solid 4. It time. was free. It came with the PlayStation 3. It came I mean, with the To fat be fair, PS3. Metal Gear Solid 4 has a monkey in a diaper and a dude who shits himself inside of a barrel. So. Well, okay. So Pain that is monkey's in, a in chain the same universe. Though. He's a mature he a monkey. monkey. Remember when Drebin kept telling us how uh, every time we killed a woman, we made a bad choice? <laughs> Look, I have, I have good memories of playing that game with my dad. And yes, oh, Sean, that's great. John Harriman is correct. It reminds me of Burnout 3 crashing. Yes, it's like basically Burnout's crash mode with a ragdoll person with a bunch of different physics. Shut up I and think, play I it. I think the cars are cooler. Yeah. yeah. Snake, it oh, turned out she was an orphan. She had material. kids at home. Material asked for the soundboard. Uh, no, this, this you don't have to. This is. <laughs> He broke everything. He, he warned you. <laughs> I didn't, Marty I didn't warned you. His, I didn't interrupt his intro. <laughs> you think he's not going to come back? Why does your camera get broken and mine does? I, I don't know what to tell you. Uh, we, we're, we, we're not going to let this become <laughs> that kind of a show. Like, that, like Marty's making a stand. I support him. Marty's not making a stand. He'll be right <laughs> Marty's back. Marty's making a stand. I support his position. Pee. He didn't need to turn his camera off to pee. <laughs> oh, the audience said that was very loud. Well, you're welcome. I woke you all up. It's it's like 7 o'clock here. It's time to wake up. We're sitting here talking about a soundboard when we should be talking about exclusive <laughs> This is exclusive to the Firelink podcast without Marty. <laughs> I mean, did we wrap this conversation up? We can keep going until Marty. Wonder, uh, I do wonder if comes the back, audio if he comes back. I do wonder if the audio recording, like you hear the Discord close button, because that is kind of funny. that's a good question. That's kind of funny. <laughs> that is funny. If <laughs> you <laughs> folks at home could just hear Marty disappear, what? Eric is replacing him with a GIF. <laughs> <laughs> He'll be bad. <laughs> um, but yeah, My I goodness. mean, I don't, I don't know how much more there is. It's like exclusives. I think like. 
in general the online audience that gets mad about them just don't deserve to be listened to anymore <laughs> like yeah that's the thing like they, they they're just they're just annoying they don't yeah the conversation mad. always gets centered around all that reactionism and it's like none of that is at all important and matters like there's yeah. there are so many more people who do not care anywhere near as much so you can just ignore it like that is an option for people on the internet uh yeah and the just yeah i mean you know we we i'm more interested in talking like the the business questions surrounding it i don't really care about people's reactions anymore because mm-hmm. they'll, they'll bitch about it and then they're gonna go secretly play it anyway yeah like you know it'll be like I, i'm in or, hiding in shame as i play cfds or they played it already like 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 they're salty over the fact that they had like one up over their rival it's like it's like a sports thing almost like oh you're you're gonna you're gonna give this star player to the cowboys i hate the cowboys yeah. like is that sort of energy yeah, yeah it's i don't know it, it, console wars to me don't don't exist anymore <laughs> it's just it is what it is i did message him to come back but we'll <laughs> see he you, might be you, he might be making a real stand against did you son. apologize <laughs> did no. you tell him sorry I did not, and I refused. <laughs> Marty just started his own stream on his side. <laughs> just go have him go podcast on Twitch. <laughs> All right, I'm going to have to fix No, you're doing again. great, Nick. Keep going. No, keep going, yeah. Nick. You're doing great. You're doing great. <laughs> uh, uh, we don't want this conversation? Oh, we, yeah, we've been done. <laughs> Wait, yeah, we, back. we managed to I think, tie I think, I think, a nice yeah, we, we tied We tied it up by saying console wars don't matter. The people online yelling about it don't matter. Games are games. There you go. Xbox is a publisher. That. Pain. We reached Soundboard pain. I am, I am rooting for Xbox, though. Like, I want that to be clear. Like, I, they are clear underdogs in this, in this fight, and I would like them to punch a little harder and make the other guys sweat. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, and that, that's like, that's like the you you said it earlier. That's the annoying part about console wars is like everybody focuses on all the angry fans, fans or whatever that just don't ever leave their house and you know build a shrine to their console and pray to it every night with a a, a weekly sacrifice of something of like a teddy bear or something. But uh, <laughs> they, I, the the comp like Sony had beaten xbox so badly at the competition in exclusive games for so long we've been waiting and waiting and waiting and maybe this direct finally feels like xbox finally saying all right we've got the guns time to show time to finally show yeah we've been we've been waiting on that that victory to come from all of this training montage we've been witnessing for the last like it's like the the rocky fight right like go beat that guy up finally like what am i watching all this chicken chasing for We've, no. we've also had that. there should be just a supercut montage of us having this exact same conversation yeah, exactly for the past two and a half years before every yeah. single xbox show <laughs> um, at, least, at least this time they give us the exact lineup of what we were seeing and it's all yeah. upcoming games that are <laughs> it's four four games and their plan is to have a game every once a quarter so yeah and all four of the games they showed off last year are out now I mm-hmm. believe it was Redfall, it was Hellblade, it was Forza, and it was a thing. Uh, Starfield. Starfield, one of them? 
Yeah. I don't think it was Starfield. No, because they held the Starfield. Well, they did the Starfield like, Direct right after. A couple weeks after. Oh, yeah. It's, yeah, um, it's Hi-Fi Rush, Forza, Minecraft Legends. That's what we were thinking. Oh, Minecraft right, Yeah, like so few of those made any noticeable impact. Even Starfield, which was their big darling, was kind of mixed when it came out. So it's yeah. like they, they, they continue to kind of just flounder in this. Yeah, and when you look yeah. at like the Game Award nominations and even like the Dice nominations just came out um, a couple hours ago, uh, there's like the occasional exclusive. Like you have your Spider Man for Sony, you have uh, Hi Fire Rush, not really Starfield uh, for Xbox, and then like a Zelda or Mario for Nintendo. But then by and large, the, the, the games getting a bunch of the nominations are indies, which are usually, you know, across multiple platforms or um, stuff like Baldur's Gate. Resident Evil 4, Alan Wake, Jedi Survivor, you know, games that uh, were on multiple platforms to begin with. And uh, mm. I would imagine the same thing when you get to the end of this year, you know, you're going to, uh, you know, the end of 2024 and we look back that a majority of the best games are probably going to be games that released across multiple platforms. Yep. Yeah, I think I think Xbox's year is going to look like major release, double A and D, like, you know, exclusive release, major release, double A exclusive release, keep, keep people... Yep. Coming back to the Game Pass every two months or so. Yeah, if they're all on, if they all launch on Game Pass, then it's like a, it feels like a no-brainer for me to recommend people pick yeah. that thing up and and get a get a subscription. I know it kind of sucks to add another subscription, but when you look at all the shit you'll get to play and the money you won't be spending on having to buy games, um, yeah, it can make a big difference. Uh, you want to talk about what we've been playing? Yeah. Slash watching Casey. What have you been? What have you been? Uh, all watching. Okay. Not so much playing. <laughs> well, no, I mean, I did, I did play some Grand Blue Fantasy versus Rising. Uh, that's right. What did you think of that? The last stream. Um, <clears throat> that's a really good fighting game, in my opinion, and it's, it's a really accessible fighting game in several ways. Like it's a, it's a franchise that does not have a super long history, at least here in the West. Like that, that franchise is actually pretty old <laughs> and has like a lot of lore and stuff tied to it. <clears throat> but they are like side games um, are they are trying very hard to make it the sort of franchise that folks in the West are aware of and know about. So like there are ways to learn that story. Like there's going to be the other game that comes out, which is an action adventure thing, uh, Relink, which is going to retell the story that's from the mobile game series. Uh, there's an anime series that I've been meaning to watch that I'll probably try to get to soon. Um, and I think the story takes place in the fighting game as well, but it is very boring. Like, it's a lot of characters standing side by side talking to each other. Uh, I could not pay attention to that at all, especially in the middle of a live stream. So I, I probably won't be going back to that. Uh, but I, I thought the combat was like really good. Like, it's an Arc System Works game. So, like, it is dropped it gorgeous. All the character art is fantastic. Like, and that's just true of the Grand Blue series in general. Like, it, it just has really cool looking characters. Like, they're on par with like anything. Uh, any other like big major character centric franchise, like say yeah. the MiHoYoVerse or whatever. And this is uh, developed by Arc System Works, like you mentioned, who do uh, Guilty Gear and like mm-hmm. Persona Arena games. So yeah, in terms of like hand drawn 2D animated fighters, like they're sort of at the top of the totem pole. Yeah, and like it's got like cool side modes. Like there's a straight up multiplayer uh, platformer thing, like uh, Fall Guys. And like, I remember from the press event, they specifically said like that's designed to kind of give you a cool down period. If you're online getting your ass kicked repeatedly, <laughs> it's like you that's can go funny. jump into this other mode and do something very, very casual to like, yeah. you know, calm yourself down and then jump back into more matches afterwards. And like you have like the little, um, a little kind of clippy like avatar that you can select and customize. 
who will just comment on what you're doing as you scroll through the different modes in the game. Like you'll lose a fight. It'll pop up in the corner screen and say like, hey, losing is okay as long as you learn from your mistakes, blah, blah, blah. Like, it'll, like, try to give you encouraging words and stuff. And, like, it's it's kind of dumb, but also yeah. kind of cool to just have this sort of weird it, yeah. AI companion. Yeah. So, like, I'm, okay. I thought it was really, really cool. I would like to play a lot more of it, to be honest. Yeah, and then we'll, uh, yeah, like you mentioned, we'll have we'll have some some impressions and probably do some streams of uh, the, the uh, Relink. Relink, yeah. Relink uh, coming up soon. I'm actually really excited for that week. game. Yeah, weirdly weird. enough, I don't know anything about Grand Blue, but that game looks really fun. There you go. It's got uh, that classic well, anime flash. Hell yeah. <clears throat> yeah, and outside then, uh, of that, uh, I've been watching? watching yeah, a bunch of stuff. Um, a little while ago, I finished uh, a Netflix series called Sanctuary. Uh, it's, a, it's kind of a, it's a Japanese drama about, it's, it's not based on anything, but it's kind of pulled from headlines and stuff of like the professional sumo circuit. And it's it's kind of this it's this story about like this kind of bad boy of sumo, like this guy kind of gets drawn into it uh, after like he's kind of a delinquent. He comes from a bad, broken home. Uh, but somebody notices him as like a young, retired judo champion and like sees his build and is like, hey, you'd be good for sumo. Let me train you up because he's got like a school that's like on the rocks or whatever. Um, so he gets into sumo. He's like naturally really good at it, but he doesn't respect it at all. And the whole show is basically trying to sell you an idea that like sumo is this ancient Japanese art that is basically like a religion to these people. Like it, it is super steeped in tradition and you need to respect it. You don't have to understand it. You just need to respect it. And it it's simultaneously like beautiful and disgusting. Like, like none of the characters on the show are good people. Like you only really end up rooting for even the main character at the very end. Uh, and that's only because he gets indoctrinated into kind of the, the religion of sumo. Like he finally learns to respect it and takes it serious. Um, but they don't tell you why you should. So like in the back of my head, I'm like, I, I want to be, I want to be on their side, but you, they still very much are like, no, you all are outsiders. (laughs) Like you're not supposed to get this. It's for us. And like, I don't know, like, I'm very much of two minds about that. Like there, there are characters that they, they kind of position as the viewer, for example, like there's a, there's a reporter who's covering uh, their, their training camp and she's, she's Japanese, but she grew up in America. Mm-hmm. Um, and apparently she's, you know, she's mouthy. She asks too many questions. She doesn't, you know, respect the, the sanctity of the dojo, or whatever. And she gets humbled by a lot of people in a lot of very disrespectful ways. Like several characters call her like an idiot, tell her to shut her mouth and stuff. Uh, and like, she doesn't like normally in media, you would, you would basically have a comeuppance where, where you come to an understanding in the middle, maybe like, okay, maybe she was being too brash, but maybe mm-hmm. they were being too rude, you know? And like, you come to the middle, everyone and everything converts over to the philosophy of the show's version of sumo by the end of the, the series. Um, and like, it is fascinating to watch, (laughs) like it's fascinating to watch, uh, but the, the end of season one does not conclude. Like you get a real ramp up to a situation where like you are pumped. You're like, I need to see what happens. And this is the end of first season. And that sucks. 
Like that was actually kind of actively upsetting. Cause like there's a there's a big match that you just get to the very start of and they do not show you what happens. Mm. So I hope this comes back because I need to know what's going on. But um I don't know. I this this show's not for the faint of heart. Like it is pretty gross. There's there's a lot of man ass, as you can imagine. A lot of man ass. <laughs> uh but it like outside of just that, it is gross. Like characters do really gross and disgusting things to each other. Like people are like there are bad people in the show that are just not <laughs> Just bad people in general. But I, I liked it overall. I thought it was good. Um, uh, do you know if it's I, getting a season? I have no idea. I've not heard really I've not heard anyone talking about this show. But like it I don't know why it popped up like front and center on my Netflix recommendations. And I guess they know me because like I saw the trailer and was like, yes, I will try this. Netflix, I will look at it. Thank you. <laughs> I will look at uh, all that man ass. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good I liked it. It's I liked it. I think the, the, anyone who finds this interesting, like the concept interesting, I think you'll you'll get something out of it if you watch it. But if you're like, no, I don't give a shit about Sumo, then yeah, leave it alone. It's probably not going to do nothing for you. Mm. Um, I watched uh, Gran Turismo because that popped up on Netflix. Um, I, I was actually sold on the trailer that I know, like, a, lot of, a lot of folks thought that it was like pretty like, you know, run of the mill, like cookie cutter. But um, like me and my family watched that movie and we were like hype. Like we were like completely sold on like that character's journey and like the stakes involved. Like I, I did not, I did not know any of the specifics about um Jan. Uh, I can't remember his last name right now, but the the main character in the mm-hmm, series. Mm-hmm. Um, and I didn't bother looking up afterwards because I felt like that would have killed the mystery. But like if that's if that is what happened from this kid's career going from a, a gamer to a pro racer, that is a fascinating story. And like, yeah. I 100% understand why they would make that into a movie. <laughs> and it's probably like the only game where that could happen. Like there's yes. no other game where you could be like, I'm so good at Call of Duty. I became like a sniper. Like, like I'm so great at virtual yeah. tennis. I beat Serena yeah. Williams. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's just not a thing. Yeah. But like, yeah, like that's actually, it's super fascinating. Like, um, the, it, the, the best thing it does, I think, is really sell you on how dangerous racing is. Like, because mm-hmm. the thing that I'm sure everyone is afraid of is like, oh, this is going to make people be like, all right, well, I could do it too, right? Yeah. The answer is probably no, you cannot. Like, if you, no matter how good you are at a racing sim, actual yeah. racing is stupid dangerous. And this movie beats you over the head with that fact. And like, even the, even the character here like, has an experience that is like, yo, maybe I shouldn't have done this. Because, like, this is so much more dangerous than what yeah. I was doing beforehand. Yeah, I should have just kept playing that game. Yeah, like, it is... I really, really like Gran Turismo. Um, and finally, I got around to watching Captain Laserhawk, the Blood Dragon mm-hmm. remix. Um, I've been meaning to watch it because it's an animated thing. Um, and I was actually very surprised by how good that show is. Like, it, it literally remixes not just uh, the Far Cry Blood Dragon stuff, but like it borrows characters from a bunch of Ubisoft properties. Yeah, so like Rayman all. pops up. And- yeah, Rayman's in there. Jade from Beyond Good and Evil. Uh, Sam Fisher makes an appearance. Uh, Marcus Holloway from the second Watch Dogs mm-hmm. is in there. And like they're all very different characters uh, from like the games they're from. So like, again, like it is a remix. Like it's not a Ubisoft connected universe in like a traditional sense. It's mm-hmm. It's kind of like a really cool, almost like, grungy fan version of like what it would be to have a Ubisoft connect universe. Like it's a super, it's a really good, like realistic cyberpunk city. Like it's 
every bit as good as like uh, CD Projekt Red's Night City in the way they like kind of frame the world and like all this dystopian ills and stuff. Um, it's got amazing action. It's got um, like really good music. Um, and like the the dialogue between characters is legit like 80s action good. Like it's not it's not like like jokey, cringy. Like the shit these guys say back and forth is both like raw, like they like they'll curse each other's faces off, like real vulgar. But like it's like, oh shit, he means business at the end of it. Like it's I was so hyped watching this series. Um I it's like so much happens in it. Like I'm I'm a huge fan of this show now. Like I hope it gets a second season because uh, outside of uh, Blue Eyed Samurai, uh, this might be the second best animated thing I've seen this, uh, from last year because it was it was actually, it was so much better than I thought it would be. Did you play Blood Dragon? Uh, no, I never played Blood Dragon actually. So I did, and I didn't like it because I didn't <laughs> like its, I didn't like its tone. <laughs> I didn't like like yeah, that I'm, one is like more parody jokey, right? Yes, and that's why I just haven't watched this because I was like, I just really did not like that game. So I feel like, like just yeah, this show's tone a season is, of it is not at all like parody. Like it's like there are funny moments in it, but it's not meant to be like a a joke. It is yeah. dead serious about what's happening. Like characters die. There's like drugs. There's like prejudice and poli- like it is Rain dead serious what the storytelling is doing. Yeah, Ray Raymond <laughs> is definitely doing lines <laughs> off his desk. I can't Where believe they allowed go. that to happen. Yeah. <laughs> he gets so high you can a, actually see his arms again. <laughs> not quite as uh, not quite as precious with their IP as someone like Nintendo is. <laughs> yeah, look at um, like he's like eating sushi off like a stripper's ass. Like it is great. It is a good ass watch. watch. So yeah, that's pretty much all I've been checking out. I like how it's blue eyes and around that. Like the big two. Yeah, yeah. Like, Inside of us, there are two wolves. <laughs> it's, it's shocking how good it is, in all honesty. Black Samurai was great. I finished it. I don't know if I said that, but um, it's great. Excellent first season. Yeah. So excited for where they go next. I know where they go next, but I'm not going to say. Because it'd be a spoiler. <laughs> Gets contacts and becomes the green-eyed samurai. <laughs> I don't think they had contacts back then, did they? Or they were probably like very I mean, uncomfortable. They, they built a sword out of meteorite. I'm pretty sure they could figure out green eye contacts. That's what eye bleach was for. Change the color of your eyes. <laughs> oh no, yeah, that's not that's not what's gonna happen. <laughs> Frost gets rid of your eyes. <laughs> uh, that's not what happened. Uh, Nick, you been playing anything? Watch anything? Uh, one thing I've been playing we can't talk about yet because we're under embargo. Uh, so didn't really. Yeah, I've been just working a lot this week. Uh, talk about Pacific Drive. Yeah. Oh, yeah, we can talk about Pacific Drive finally. Uh, so <laughs> didn't talk about that last week at all. But yeah, we uh, the game I was referring to that I referred to by name was Pacific Drive last week. Um, that is actually a game that I've, I've had on my radar. And if you don't know what it is, it's uh, it's kind of like a, a survival narrative adventure where your entire game is kind of based around being in this like junker car. And it you kind of have to go watch a trailer to kind of see what it is. It's got like roguelite mechanics and stuff like that, but it's also very narrative driven, uh, specific Pacific drive, Eric. Um, our producer was asking what the name of the game was. We can show footage on screen, but what, what I got from the game right away is like, basically if you like Subnautica, this is basically that, but with a car. Uh, and it's <laughs> actually like, it's, a, but it's also, it's not just like Subnautica though. It's like also an immersive sim. Like there's, there's puzzles, there's physics, there's scrapping stuff that like upgrade your car. So it was like a, a very immediate addictive loop of looking and scavenging for things to keep upgrading your car to make your car more powerful. 
Does it uh, all take place in the car? No, you get out of your car too. Like and you can walk around and like that's where some of the puzzles and the immersive sim mm-hmm. elements come into place. Um it's got a very like half-life feel to it also in like its world and its atmosphere. I don't know, like you just if you if you when you get to play the game, like I, if you're not hooked in like the first hour, I'd be surprised. It's it's a really it's like one of those games that like you can just tell right away this is going to be a winner. Um because it's got like the, the narrative feel of like a Firewatch. It's got the immersive sim elements. The driving's a lot of fun. There's a lot of tension in like the horror aspect of the game. Uh, you know, it's just it's a game that like I ended up like we I could have played more of the preview if I wanted to, but I actually ended up putting it down because I'm like, you know what? I just want to play this fresh when it comes out. Like I'm having like really really good time with this game. Um, yeah, it's been then, it's popped up in a couple uh, bigger showcases, and it's uh, coming out February 22nd, and uh, it's coming out on PlayStation and PC. Yeah, so yeah, if you haven't if you haven't paid much attention to Pacific Drive yet, uh, definitely go take a look at some of the previews. We're we're figuring out what previews look like on Second Wind, so we still haven't we haven't done any preview stuff yet. But um, definitely go go take a look, and I think I think a lot of you'll be surprised by this one. I think it might be it's gonna be it's definitely gonna be like a big sleeper hit of the year. I think. It'd be great. I'm always excited for the first big sort of cool. indie banger of the year. Yeah, and this is like true, you know, it's from Kepler Interactive uh, Publishers, so, you know, they're doing stuff like uh, Flintlock with Aurora 44 and all that, so that's a, that's a high quality. Aurora 8, well, they're A44. They did Ashen. Oh, um, Ashen. And, and now they're making that Flintlock game, um, yeah. but Kepler is also the one that published Scorn. They published uh, Sifu, so just a lot of, a lot of quality behind that publisher. Chia. Uh, and then the, yeah, the other, uh, uh, on stream yesterday, I played a Briss, uh, build to destroy, which is like a physics, uh, indie physics based puzzle game, uh, with a lot of destruction, lots of cool, uh, physics. Uh, and as I promoted on stream yesterday, I was not good at physics in high school. It's probably like one of the classes I failed. Uh, and I proved proved myself that I still don't know physics very well on stream yesterday, so that was that was fun, slightly embarrassing, but also uh, that game is just a nice uh, put on a podcast and and destroy some shit with cool puzzles and lots of trial and error. Uh, so if you like building stuff, you like destroying stuff, a bris built to destroy is plenty fun. You can go watch our stream from that from yesterday. And uh, the show I started uh, finally is Yellowstone. I wanted to make it my first show of the year that I watched. So I got almost done with season one. And I've, I, I think I've just come to realize uh, Taylor Sheridan is currently like my favorite director of everything. That man just, he just puts out quality after quality. And he has, like, he is basically owns Paramount Plus. <laughs> <laughs> every every Absolutely. show on there is his. He's got 1886. He's got 1923. He's executive producer on Mayor of Kingstown. He's got the new Lumen Bass Reeves. He he's a executive producer of Special Ops Lioness, which also Kojima tweeted about the other day as one of his favorite shows right now. So that's a that's a huge sell. Kojima's uh, got a really bad taste of movies. If I'm be <laughs> the TV series. <laughs> I have Kojima's number one defender, and I'm like, Ooh. but yeah, like Taylor Taylor Sheridan just kind of hits everything I like, like really character mm-hmm. character driven dramas and historical epics, um, and and so like he's kind of hitting all the right notes for me, and like I think he's just the master of the Western genre right now, to be quite frank, uh, and so yeah, if you so eighteen if you don't know, eighteen eighty six is a limited series prequel to Yellowstone, and nineteen twenty three 
is also a limited series prequel to Yellowstone and both chronicle different eras of the Dutton family who are the the main family in all of Yellowstone. So you you watch like the prequels before Yellowstone? Yeah, yeah. Like you did this on purpose. You're like, I want to get into this universe in chronological order. No, I just 1886 looks so good. I I had no idea like really much. I hadn't didn't know much about Yellowstone because it wasn't on Paramount. It's on Peacock because ah. Peacock still has the rights for it. Um, and so I watched 1886. Then I watched 1923 last year, and then uh, yeah, and then Yellowstone. So, but yeah, and then like the the Lum Bass or Lum and Bass Reeves trailer. Saw that like a couple of days ago, and like that looks incredible. Like and that's gonna probably watch it at the same exact time but yeah taylor taylor sheridan just hasn't missed for me like sicario like the first one not the sequel sicario's uh, great. great i, I really love the uh, wind river uh what was the movie he did right great. before the what was the movie he did right before that uh, uh hell or high water hell or high water yeah i've liked i liked all of his movies mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah that man so. definitely stays in an era yeah he's, he's got a thing it's fine <laughs> yeah. to have a thing he's very good at that uh, thing yeah, he's he's been doing different stuff. Like Special Ops Lioness is is different, uh, and Mayor of Kingstown is very different as well. Uh, uh, what's his face is the head of or the main guy Hawk in that guy show himself, like, oh, Jeremy Renner. Jeremy Renner, right? Yeah, I saw him on CNN's New Year's thing. Uh, he's like better now. Like he's gonna go back to acting this year, which is pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. So, oh yeah, because it's like he almost had his leg amputated in like yeah, a, you know, <laughs> a very nasty accident. Yeah. But yeah, Taylor Taylor Sheridan just like really gets character dramas like he does a really good job of like making every character story like just i don't know like some some shows like will will have an entire episode dedicated to one character to tell their story the way he does shows like their stories just build up simultaneously as everybody else's story is going on at the same time and like his dialogue is always really on point and like the action scenes are great like he's just yeah you know I never, never realized what he's like. He got his like big start in Sons of Anarchy, which is one of my favorite shows ever. <laughs> so he was so yeah. I he highly, highly. You should, out, you should check out Lost. I did check out Lost. I've watched great. Lost once. <laughs> How great is it? Oh my god! Imagine what, what would happen if you watched it again. I'll do a rewatch. <laughs> if, you, if you you put it on, I'll put it on. Let's <laughs> <laughs> call each other on the phone and like press yeah. play at the same time. Yeah. Jumbly Wumbly bringing up The Wire. Yeah, I need to I need to watch The Wire at some point, and I need to watch uh, the Deadwood series, too, at some point. I remember Deadwood. They're both really good. Yeah, I'm trying to mm. do... Uh, I'm doing I'm doing a couple rewatches. Surprise, surprise, because uh, <laughs> the goal was to watch all three seasons of True Detective before Night Country comes out on Sunday, and that's not. I'm not going to finish that. But True Detective Season 1, an absolute banger. Oh, my God. So True Detective is just... You don't need to watch all the seasons, right? They're just anthologies, because yeah, I just want to watch Season 1. Situations. Season 1 is Night, far and away Night the best. County. And then the new one seems really cool. So, yes, just yeah, watch Darren, Season 1. Darren's the one with funny. Mahershala Ali wasn't bad. It was good. Yeah, it was It was good. It, w- it wasn't... It wasn't one, but also wasn't two. So that's good. <laughs> yeah, Vince Vaughn gets out of here. Yeah, uh, but, yeah. I'm, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be eating good on TV shows this year because I'm you know historical epics guy, and uh, we get Masters of the Air from Apple. That's the new oh hell yeah uh, you show from. Brothers? I have not yet. Wait a minute, what? I, I, <laughs> I don't know why. I don't know why I've never watched Band of Brothers or uh, the Pacific. Watch, you should watch it. You should watch Band of Brothers before you watch long, any of these other shows. Yeah, those I, I, those are really good. Shows. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna binge. Uh, yeah, dude, I do know that. I've watched like the, I've rewatched the pilot for Band of Brothers multiple times, and I think it's just like very slow until you get to the back half, and I've always fallen off it. 
for some stupid reason. Um, but yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna basically. Yeah, Sheridan wrote it. <laughs> okay, I'm, gonna... <laughs> I'm gonna get you to. It's like putting like a pill <laughs> in peanut butter for a dog. Like, yeah, uh, but yeah, I'm in. I'm gonna binge Yellowstone for the next few weeks, and then I'll watch Band of Brothers and The Pacific before Masters of the Air. But yeah, we're reading pretty good because we get Masters of the Air. Uh, I'm really curious to see Halo season two. Nick, Not, what are you I, doing? <laughs> it's the fall of reach like they can't you. they can't fuck it up you, you just wait for them to kick your ass Hold my beer I, I am ready to be kicked in the balls again watching that show yes i've had a whole i've had all two years to prepare for that <laughs> uh and Nick, then, we uh, need to like do you need to rewatch some of those episodes of the recap when we were talking about it you oh didn't i like do. it no no you i did not like it. it i did not like it well i liked parts of it didn't like most of it. Yeah, where he hams down. That's the only part right. I liked. I'm going to jump the one that says, no, Nick, why? I'm going to watch it for your entertainment so you can listen to me bitch about it, how much I hate it. <laughs> uh, but then the, the real show I'm looking forward to is Shogun. That's a, good, that's a good screenshot, though. <laughs> like, that picture of Halo looks like Halo is a good show. <laughs> what, if, what if instead of the Halo show, it was just a single image? <laughs> It's a good screenshot. Well, it's not yeah, it's it's better imagined in my head than it is. <laughs> yeah, there you go. There you I don't go. know. The season two trailer looked okay. I, I'm not gonna lie, it looked okay. <laughs> and they got all new showrunners and everything. They kicked everybody. Like, I, I hate to sound mean, but they got Kiki Wolfhill away from Halo. They got all that Halo leadership away from the show. Mm. They clearly could not figure out what they <laughs> wanted Halo to be. So we'll see. We'll see if this is a. I'm very, very, very curious yeah, if, it, if this if is a reset. If runners, yeah, I think it's worth giving it a second shot. Yeah, I'm curious if because they didn't. Yeah, that. Yeah, that whole side of the story that Eric's showing with the. I don't even remember the girl's name. They weren't even anywhere in, in the trailer at all. It was just Melissa. about Master Chief versus the Covenant on Reach, and I'm like, yes, that's this is where we want to be. <laughs> this is fartsy, artsy Master Cheeks bullshit. <laughs> screwing ladies to see his future on Dex the ring. is an artsy fartsy. <laughs> what is going in on? Halo, in Halo it is. <laughs> that man's You're hamming out my Halo. <laughs> I'm excited, even though I shouldn't be, I'm excited for Mr. and Mrs. Smith because of Donald Glover. True. I, I have been keeping an eye on that too. <clears throat> I think that I think that series is going to be subversive in a really cool way because it's yeah. like everyone keeps asking the question, why did you make this? <laughs> yes, you could do literally whatever. You... Um, so I want to see why he made it. <clears throat> yeah. Speaking of, speaking of Donald oh, yeah. Glover, have you have you seen this Twenty One Savage biopic thing <laughs> with him and then yeah, the kid from Stranger Things? Both right. Play, play with I don't understand what that's supposed to be. Like, and I think it's promo for it. an album, but like, I'm not going to watch it because Twenty One Savage is probably one of the worst rappers of the modern era. Like, <laughs> every single song he has ever been featured on is immediately made worse, but, like unlistenable. Donald Glover's got to be thinking something, right? Something, right. Something so, like, for Donald there. Glover to like attach himself to, I mean, but he he's a fan of like uh like down south like kind of mumble rap guys anyway. Even though sure. he doesn't make that music, he's a fan of that stuff. So yep. I don't know. This just seems like a very strange project. Like that screenshot of him as 21, like doing that weird, creepy smile cracks me up every single time I see it. Yeah. Um, we're going to do a, we're going to do a full breakdown, full spoiler cast of the 20, the, the 21 Savage film. If it is, I don't know what it is. No remember. one knows what it is. <laughs> no one knows. But it's provocative. Gets people going. Uh, <laughs> I've been, uh, I'm, I'm almost uh, done and, and up to date with the curse. 
have you guys have you guys heard about the curse at all this uh, Emma Stone show Emma Stone Nathan Fielder oh right 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 yes Emma Stone what, I remember what platform is this on it's on Showtime so that's probably why you might not MGM Plus these days <laughs> no wait, and I'm trying to think, no oh, Showtime is now a part of uh, Paramount Paramount so if you have Paramount you have showtime i have this show <laughs> you do have this show I haven't seen uh, you might hate it, it unless like I, like nathan fielder like nathan for you and that kind of stuff is a very specific kind of like if you think the awkward moments in the office are awkward this is like true awkward uh but it's emma stone giving arguably like the best performance in tv history she is so fucking good in this show like it is one of those like it is astounding like emma stone i'm pretty sure is the best actor alive right now Daniel Lewis is too busy cobbling fucking <laughs> shoes she took the crown <laughs> uh so if Daniel Lewis ever wants to Madam Webb why is she was already Gwen Stacy because she's good <laughs> oh that's right she's dead I she was already Gwen Stacy hey she's not above <laughs> taking a paycheck I don't mind it um uh but that show uh its final episode is coming up it's hard to even explain what it's about it's about the making of a fake reality it's about the making of of a reality show in the american southwest and uh it's this couple who renovates houses and and uh how the the husband gets cursed because he on camera tries to buy candy from a girl to look good and gives her a hundred dollar bill because he has nothing else and then afterwards wants it back and she's like, I curse you. <laughs> and he gets cursed. And like everything bad starts happening to this to this couple. Uh, and it is some of the most awkward and uncomfortable television you will ever see in your life. Uh, the final episode is is this weekend. I'm very excited. Uh, far less oh, that awkward. That is a great premise. It's a really good premise. It's a really good premise. Uh, I feel like, I feel like when I use that, I feel like when I use the soundboard and you left the chat, you cursed me. <laughs> I did. I cursed you. That was you. That was yeah. you. Uh, take it or, or asking for the hundred dollars back. Uh, <laughs> uh, far less awkward was uh, Delicious in Dungeon, which is uh, the, the kind of big new Netflix anime. It's yeah. weekly right now, so if you prefer to watch your anime in one one big meal as opposed to portioned out, <laughs> like what I did there, yes, um, I'd wait. Uh, but it's great. It's by uh, Trigger, who uh, some of the best visual artists in all of anime. So. Yeah, and it's great. It's it's about this uh, dungeon adventuring party who uh, lose a member of their party like super deep down into a dungeon, and uh, like her her last act before she gets swallowed by a monster is like sending them like a transportation spell back to the beginning of the dungeon, and so they're like, we need to get back down there to try to save her to see if she's still there. But then half the party leaves, and so they're going into this dungeon, and dungeons almost like become like a commute like a thing that like oh uh, there's a bunch of like uh hunters and, and party members on the first floor of the dungeon hanging out and then they start going deeper and deeper and shit starts popping off um mm. and uh they uh realize that they have no money so they need to survive based on what they find and forage and hunt in the dungeon so that means eating monsters but luckily they find this like dwarvish gnome, gnome cook who's like a really good cook of instead. like monsters no and so he teaches them like the joy <laughs> of you eat the things you hunt uh and so it's only been one episode so far but it's been uh absolutely delightful and um i'm very i'm very excited to, to see more of it it's great it's just a very great chill time and good looking food even though it's like made from like slimes and uh like crab monsters <laughs> man-eating plants but it turns out to be good food uh, and apparently the manga is really good, which uh, Coconut Rice and several other people have said that that is like the the, the manga is incredible. So, yeah, hmm. first episode was great. Uh, are you yeah, still watching Vinland Saga? Are you still anime in? 
Nick? I well, I yeah, I finished Vinland Saga. I, I was I moved on to Attack on Titan. I I think I finished the. F- Did I finish the first season? <laughs> I don't know. I I was like binging it, and then, then I think we got I got fired, and then I forgot to keep binging. <laughs> so, <laughs> if, the, if you get to the second season, Taylor Sheridan wrote that one too. Okay, I'm in. Is there Halo in it too? There's yeah, yeah. Okay. Aaron Master, Master, Ch- Mas- oh no. Oh no! In which form? <laughs> oh, like in a robot form, or in? Or he's not a robot, I guess, right? Like, like bare ass form? Is that what you're asking? No. <laughs> well, Aaron, Aaron Yeager. Oh, Aaron Yeager. Oh, yeah. oh, oh, no, yeah, God. Aaron Yeager gets bare ass. Yeah. Okay. But which form? No, no whatever knows. <laughs> Doesn't do it for me. Did you finish uh, Attack on Titan, Casey? No, I, I, I got really upset when I thought it was the end, and it wasn't. But it is. <laughs> so done like, now. I'm like. There's, they said that, right? Is it done? Yeah. Yes, like, it is I mean, done. It's yeah, yeah. yeah, it's done. All right, I, mean, all right, I guess I'll watch it. In I'll theory, once bitten, twice shy. Yeah, yeah I finished Carvel all my shows, so I can just jump right into that. Henry Carvall quoted me and says, "I got fired." Nick's tragic backstory. But <laughs> 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 like literally, like four days ago, it was two two whole months, and like I just uh, literally feels like six months. Six months has passed. <laughs> I don't don't know what happened in November. <laughs> uh, yeah, I was, I was like I, I was like binging the shit out of like Tears of the Kingdom, and I just suddenly stopped playing it again. <laughs> so I finished I finished two of the two of the sky. Well, I finished the two sky dungeons, but I haven't gone back. Wait, that was after you got fired. You, we talked. About I know, it on the show. I know that was after. I know. I just suddenly put the game down, and I don't know why. And Did now you start having a really hard. Else? I don't know. <laughs> I'm <laughs> having a really hard time convincing myself to go back to it. Maybe you just don't like it. No, I get it. Yeah, but I did like it. Oh, you should go back to it. It can it can be likable, and you still don't want to play it. Sure. Just, I mean, that's me and Alan Wake too. Is I need to like I need to be in the mood. I need to like light you, the candles. You know, it's, it's like uh, we're we're like already back in review season, so like I'm suddenly stressed out about covering games again. <laughs> it's because, you like, got the only code for it. You got to fucking play it and talk about it. It's what? on you. What game? Hercules. Uh, it reminds it's it rhymes with the Prince of Persia. Oh, well, Yahtzee's on that one. You took the other code, so you no, have to. I put play it. I put it, sh- it. I put it in shared account. But isn't it like doesn't Ubisoft? <laughs> Ubisoft what? There's a New Mexico. No, no, no. It's in our. We we have one on our PS5 shared account. Oh, I don't like that account. <laughs> okay. I don't like that account. I don't All trust right, it. Nintendo, I don't trust Nintendo it. fanboy. I used to play. No, 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 no. I played. I played yeah. PS5. Console Wars alive and well on Marty's head. Just don't like that account because if someone else goes on, you get kicked off. What are we doing? And if you're offline, you're like, we got to check to see if you're online. I don't like it. Stressful. <laughs> Too stressful. Yeah, that, that, that just feels really illegal. Yeah. I don't want Jack Trenton coming to arrest me. He uh, sounds like a detective, by the oh, way. Yeah, so the, he'll find you. He'll the, find out. <laughs> The Jason stream is still going over there. You can still chat on that. <laughs> on that we, in fact, we encourage it. Go over, go over and chat on the Jason stream. Over there. We want someone to propose to their significant other on the Jason stream. Oh my God. <laughs> like, I don't chat. know if Jason is Will a hidden have. gem or not, but I know yeah. that you can't hide from me any longer. Yeah. <laughs> Here's a not so hidden gem. <laughs> that was the ring. Uh, yeah. And then uh, I've been playing. Uh, Final Fantasy VII Remake. I finally got there in prep for uh, Rebirth, and it's great. Is that the last game in the list? Technically, yes. There's also the uh, uh, Integrate Intermission, 
the Yuffie DLC. Oh, right. But it's technically mm. just part of the same game. Uh, it is delightful. It is so pretty. It's the first time I'm playing on a PS5 because I only played it the one time on PS4. <laughs> Very good looking. Let me tell you. Mm. Those characters are so great. Oh, my God. Jess- I think Jesse and Cloud, I think they have a future together. We're going to see. <laughs> yeah, I think they're great. Um, you, uh, didn't you say you had to read some books? Yeah, I have three books I need to read. <laughs> <laughs> are these like long books or like? Little... No, they're pretty short. One's a couple short stories. One's split in half. I'm sure all the words aren't important, so I'll just skip some of the words. It's fine. It doesn't matter. And then you have movie stuff to watch? No, I already finished the movies. Oh, okay. I watched the movies on my Twitch channel and then deleted the VOD, or there was no VOD. No one came after me. And you already so, played the Crisis it. Core remake. I played Crisis Core remake. I played Dirge of Cerberus. I see. Which, I, uh, I, I, an emulator I, uh, was not running well, and so cutscenes would play at like 60% speed, so characters <laughs> just sounded drunk as hell when they were oh, talking. Yeah. <laughs> I uh I started that Crisis Core remake. I did not like it at all. The game like I, I was expecting gameplay like Final Fantasy VII remake, and it is yeah. nothing like it. Like, what is this fucking slot machine? Why is this here? <laughs> yeah. Why is this here? I can't imagine. I don't it's even hard for me. You know when you're like super deep into something and someone's like, Well, how would it be if I came in new? And I'm like, I don't yeah. know. I don't know if this is friendly to new people. Um Yeah, well just like the the combat arena gameplay in the Crisis Core remake is just not fun. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it is. It still has the bones of. It, it might look modern, but it has the bones of a PSP. The PSP game, game yeah. Yeah, mm. so it's, it's meant, it was meant to be played in these little bite sized. So, sounds like I should just like watch the story catch up if I care about anything. Yes, you could probably watch okay. a very a, a very good. Glad I spent the money on that game. <laughs> is there a thing I could watch to learn the Final Fantasy VII story so that I could just jump into remake? Because I've been meaning to try that, but folks said that it's it's actually different from Final Fantasy VII, and so well, that's why you should just play miss- the remake. That's why I should just play the remake. Yeah, yeah, it's it's the Final Fantasy VII story in its own way. You'll spoil yourself it, on the I entire mean, you game can, you play if you, you could watch get the Final into, Fantasy VII story. You could get into the series with just remake. Mm-hmm. That's I what I did. Say. I got, I got, I'm caught up on the story. Yeah, yeah. Uh, all right, yeah. Folks shooed me away from that idea last time I I brought it up. No, <laughs> like, oh, no. no. I mean, like, you there's won't, all this like, context that you won't get. Because it's, it's one like, of those things where that's what uh, Frost was like. Oh, should I? What? Like, can I just play this new Yakuza game? Do I need to play the old ones? I'm like, let's fucking play the new one. Just see, like, <laughs> just get in there. If it can hold its weight, it'll hold its weight. Like, yes, you're not going to recognize all the things, and there's going to be like little nods that everyone claps at. It's I don't know. Mm-hmm. It'd be like if you go to see uh, fucking the Mario movie. But you haven't played all the Mario games, and you're like, I don't know why these kids are clapping at this point. Uh, but you could just watch it. I don't know. It's just a story. That was a terrible. It sounds person. like a bad analogy, but like that was a terrible analogy. <laughs> yeah, I wish. I was uh, gonna. I was gonna say I got an MCU thing. Yeah, I wish okay. they never introduced Kiru into like a dragon. <laughs> why? Because now I feel like I had to play five and six to get all of his story. Oh, that's fine. You'll you'll catch up with it. I don't know. He's just angry. He had some shit happen. I haven't played five or six. And I didn't play the last one. Like the man who wasn't there. Yeah, I haven't played that either. <laughs> they're they're yeah. so long. Yeah. There's so much talk. No, the, you can't. The easiest way to discourage someone from doing something is by giving them homework. That's why you just say dive mm-hmm. in. Maybe they'll enjoy the thing. Like I just I, my first Persona game was Persona 5. There were some people who were like, yeah, you need to start with three and four. I never would have played them. Never would have played them. Like, Final Fantasy in that they're completely different, right? Like they don't jump off. Yeah, of... but there were still people saying like you need to play this. Like those are weeps. Hold you don't listen to weeps. 
Oh, yeah, seven, seven. Yeah, se- I mean, I I never played Final Fantasy seven and seven remake story, and I had never gotten spoiled on Final. I mean, I know like some of the stuff that happened. Right, in sure, seven, but same. I've yeah. never been like fully spoiled on it or anything like that. So like remake, remake felt like a complete first chapter of the story for me. Yeah. So I, I enjoyed it plenty. You get to know the characters and stuff. So yeah, you don't need you don't need all the backstory to play seven. No, remake. and if you end up liking something enough, you'll go back and do your homework, and it won't feel like homework because you'll be like wanting to do things. I like Persona Five so much, I ended up going back and playing every Persona game. I played the ones yeah. where they dance. <laughs> I played fighting games. I played two fighting games. Oh damn! All the Is way there story in there, or you just yeah, yeah it's great. <laughs> <laughs> and then they had all a right. fight. And I'm like, can you guys just fucking get over it? Like. Tell me who wins, and then we'll go to the next story thing. Probably, should, I'm gonna be honest. I probably should just watch the, watch the cutscenes. I feel like that would save me some time. But yeah, that was an option. That's, yeah. that's kind of what I want to do for Yakuza Five and Six because I I got yeah, so we're just burnt. watching. I got, I played one through four, and I got so burnt out on on the Yakuza gameplay. Sure, you yeah. four of those straight. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was like, I'll probably square it all for life. Yeah. <laughs> well, like I love the I love the turn based combat of like a dragon. Um, yeah so like, i think i think it and the stuff that they're doing in the sequel is just expanding on it and making it even better so without uh breaking embargoes <laughs> so embargo busters but um, I, yeah the the other uh, like i if yakuza's cutscenes were not a half hour each and there's like a billion of them i could do it i could do it i could play through those games and get through all the combat and have a good time but they talk so fucking much in those games true. that's true <laughs> They do a lot of talking. Oh my god! There, there is no game that has so, more talking than your so Yakuza. They're so endearing. Oh my god! There's just a couple of buds hanging out. Just a couple of buds getting into fights. Yakuza has like almost the same amount of talking as Persona does. I think Yakuza is just wrestling. Speaking of Persona, we're gonna be back this Sunday. We're gonna play Persona all day. 10 a.m. Schedule. Schedules being locked in. You'll see familiar faces, special guests. Celebrity panelists. Ooh. I mean, Amy's like a celebrity. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Like, that uh, works. Whatever. Close enough. Yep. That, uh, that, that, that cutscene alone is the reason to play Yakuza like a dragon. The baby boys. <laughs> nice baby boys. All the, you get a bunch of baby boys in the Yakuza games. They're sweet. That is the weirdest side mission I've ever played in a game. Uh, it's great. It's great. I love it. What a dumb game. Uh, <laughs> what, uh, Nick, what do, you have, what do you have going on? What should uh, what should what should folks check out? Uh, tomorrow I'll be back with J Mate um, from three to five PM Central playing the finals. Uh, well, maybe we'll find a third person to join us. So we have a full team. Casey, you want to join us? Uh, what time is that again? Three to five PM CT. I might be free. I'll check back in with me tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, tell Ubisoft you quit and you're playing the finals for career. <laughs> I will not. Uh, <laughs> that. Uh, and then, uh, yeah, so we'll have a semi ramblematic tomorrow and then we'll have design delve on Friday and adventure is nigh on Saturday. Uh, more streams throughout the week, which Marty will fill you on in a second. Uh, and then, yeah, Sunday, Sunday from 10 to five, 10 to four. I don't remember what we said. I know we said 10 a.m. 10 to 5. Uh, Persona 5 all day. I'm not going to finish the game. I don't know where I'll be. And you know what the best part of Persona is after you beat the boss of a palace? Several hours of (laughs) non-gameplay. Right. Oh, right. Yeah. So we we do. This is another Persona stream where we kick it off with a bunch of action 
and then I have to keep myself away. I give you full permission to fast forward through the story at this point. It's fine. I'll catch you up. I'll give you. But I like the story. That's why Marty's that's there. You, to catch that's you up. That's because you want your you you want your sexy nurse. You can slow down with the sexy nurse. You're trying it's to min max the dating section. I yeah, just I just <laughs> like her for the drugs. <laughs> uh, Casey, what do you have going on? We uh, tomorrow night. Yep, you and I started Devil May Cry three. Yes, good one. Brand new Devil May Cry. Who dis? Um, oh, and also, the Persona stream will be on the main channel. Just to be clear. Correct. Oh, neat. Um, yeah, outside of, uh, that stream, I'll probably be around, uh, this weekend for stuff. If we do anything this weekend. Um, yeah, I believe the plan oh. Saturday, 4 PM is possibly Texas Chainsaw Massacre. It is Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Yes. It'll be I on Twitch. Jumbly Wumbly persona stream will be on Twitch. Uh, but yes, it'll be Texas Chainsaw Massacre on Saturday at 4 PM. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll be there. Jesse Galena will be there. We'll see who else will be there. Leatherface himself. There. Matthew McConaughey, star of of Texas Chainsaw Massacre number two. Who was in that? He was in one of those shitty ones. (laughs) (laughs) So was Dennis Hopper. Uh, By the way, I've been playing a lot of Texas Chainsaw. Sorry to cut you off, Casey, but this is a funny antidote. If there was one game I never expected to get teabagged in, it was Texas Chainsaw Massacre. And last night, I got bodied by Leyland, which is a character that can knock you down. He sat over Leatherface and teabagged me. <laughs> you as Leatherface got yeah, Leatherface by like got a teenager. <laughs> yeah. What a humbling moment for Leatherface. Kind of deserved it. <laughs> I was so yeah. mad. <laughs> what are you gonna do about it? You Drink more tea. I did kill yeah. him for it. Yes. <laughs> uh, but yeah, in, in terms of like my personal stuff, uh, you can find me at Sigma Gears Nine on all the socials. Uh, I've started streaming with my fiance on Friday evenings. So 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Uh, we're playing a series which I'm currently calling Casey and Kia Try to Get Married. Uh, we'll be just be playing. Um, <laughs> we'll be playing like random, not random, but like either co-op games or like kind of a story heavy, like detective esque game so that we can we have to work together to try to figure out what's going on and stuff. Nice. Uh, and we'll be taking a lot of it takes two with her. Oh, we, we played most of that game. We'll probably go oh, back okay. and finish it. But like we we dropped off because it was just taking too long. <laughs> that game oh. was bad long for no reason. Um, but yeah, we we've got uh some goals up. The first one, my son, since he was on the, the initial stream, volunteered to uh, have to dress up as something chat uh suggests if we reach the first tier of the goal of a thousand dollars. So we just need something funny because my son asked for Spider-Man, and I do not want you to give him Spider-Man. <laughs> he he's dressed as Spider-Man pig. several times in his life. Give him something, give him something he'll remember. Kids do spider pig and duct tape them to the ceiling. <laughs> That's not a costume, though. <laughs> <laughs> but it's <laughs> funny. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, so th- that's a really fun stream. Join us for that on uh, Friday evening. Uh, and I might be doing a Sigma show this week. We've been, we've been away for a while because, uh, like, holidays and, like, uh, traveling and whatnot. Um, we might be back this Sunday for the Sigma show. Uh, so just stay tuned. I'll, I'll tweet about it if we're, if we're going up. That's it for me. There you go. Uh, all those streams. And then uh, Friday at uh, noon central, Nick, Jamate, and Yahtzee will be playtesting Star Trek Vagabond. Oh, yeah. Yahtzee made a video game. Of... Yahtzee made a... What is it? What is it? What's that like? I, you know, it's not great. <laughs> <laughs> what's it like to uh, 
Uh, Yahtzee made a video game, uh, and uh, Jamate is going to uh, is going to play test it live. And Yahtzee's going to be taking notes, and you're all going to be able to see what is going on in that game. Maybe he'll beat it. Maybe he won't. I don't know how that game works. So we'll all find out together. We'll beat it in two hours. <laughs> we'll all find out together. Um, yeah, then you can follow me on uh, my personal Twitch channel as well, twitch.tv slash McBiggity. Uh, I'm jamming through more Final Fantasy VII uh, Remake. Play more this weekend. Hell yeah. And apparently the name of the Indiana Jones game is Indiana Jones and the Great Circle. Which is... That's it? That's great. Great. Love so circles. Great yeah. Circle? It's like great. not First of off, life or... No, just a great circle. It's a great... It's like a powerful <laughs> shape. Like a, that's a top five shape, circles. And it's great. So look at that. Think about that. As a pure Xbox fanboy, it should have been the great B because circle is a PlayStation symbol. So get your shit together, Xbox. This game started as a non-Xbox exclusive, so I get it. <laughs> Halo is a circle, though. Think about it. Mm. Oh, it's an Indiana Jones set on Halo. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what like, to make it now. It sounds like something like a 10-year-old would be really excited. <laughs> <laughs> He's got to whip a grunt. <laughs> Are the grunts the Nazis? Uh, but uh, that'll about do it for us. Thank you all so much for tuning in uh, to Firelink episode number five. Uh, it means a lot to us. Thank you to everyone who's a member. Sorry we didn't have the uh, monetization uh, ready, but save those super chats. Those should be uh, back up and running uh, tomorrow or Friday. So thank you guys so much. We'll see you uh, on uh, various streams throughout the week, including Persona this weekend. Uh, but for Nick, for Casey, and for Eric, this was Marty. Thank you all so much for watching, and we'll see you soon. Bye, everyone. Bye. Bye.